G'day teabaggers, it's Will here. Okay, let's have a second go at this. Uh, basically, I had to take a hundred episode 160 down because I fucked up. Because I, in the middle of the episode, guessed Jen Kirkman's email address. Because I'm psychic. Okay, it wasn't that hard. And then I promised that I was going to edit it out. And then I forgot to edit it out. Because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, secondly, I did this little intro and then halfway through me saying nice things about walking in the room, apparently the audio just dropped out. Now, I don't know if that was an NSA thing or if that's just very walking the room. Uh, it was a tribute to Superpod. <laughs> Basically, I, I did something great and then the audio recording was lost. So anyway, we're going to have a fucking second go at this. I've cut, I've done the edit. I've edited out the email address. Uh... If you did have the original copy and you know Jen's email address, just don't send a, a mean email and then this will be okay. Just don't annoy her or bother her. But if you do, then she will hate me. She will blame me. You've got to understand that. Anyway, I'm not going to bang on too long. That was a long intro and this is a long epic episode. Uh, we cover off a lot of things in this episode. <laughs> uh, mostly, uh, we're trying to put a, um, a final chapter on the little ditty about uh, Dave and Amanda, the romance that we had been following from afar. As it turns out, when I was in Cleveland, I met somebody uh, who had hooked up with Dave Navarro. So I now have a, I guess, another chapter to this story to talk about with Jen next time we get together. But anyway, this is pretty much the end of our fascination with their relationship. There's also some stuff all from all over the place, uh, including just, I think this is worth mentioning, uh, Inny Kamosi. Uh, who we talk about in the episode, Here Comes the Hot Stepper, actually just randomly uh, now follows Jen on Twitter. So, yeah, maybe this podcast is like the secret. Maybe there is something to this psychic shit. I don't know. I certainly think we've been good for Dolph Lundgren's career since we start talking about him. Uh, all right. Uh, what am I going to tell you about? Hey, I'm in Chicago. Uh, after I record this and put this up on the internet, I'm going to go out and check out some locations uh, where they filmed The Dark Knight because, yep, that's what I like to do with my time. Uh, but I'm in Chicago because I'm doing gigs at Zany's. Uh, 9.30 tonight, which is Thursday, I'll be at Zany's in Chicago. Then I've got two shows uh, tomorrow night and then on Saturday night, I'm at Zany's in Rosemont. So uh, if you're in Chicago or the wider Chicago area, uh, come and uh, you're in Illinois... Is that what it is? Illinois? Illinois. Illinois. Willinois. Hashtag Willinois. So, <laughs> Willinois. Yes, I do think I do annoy people. Anyway, I'm fucking rambling today. Sorry. Um, what should I tell you? There's some uh, really exciting things. That, oh, I'm going to lunch apparently tomorrow with the Australian Consul General. That's on my schedule. When you get into the, one of these towns, they normally give you a schedule. Like, are you going to go to a press in the morning or whatever? Uh, on mine, it says lunch with the Australian Consul General. So, I hope I'm not getting deported. Uh, I don't really know why I'm having lunch with the Australian Consul General. I don't think I have appropriate clothes to go to lunch with the Australian Consul General. Anyway, we'll work that shit out. Uh, the Australian Consul General is going to look at my fucking phone. I still don't have the new iPhone. You can't get them. It's impossible. So I still have my old phone, my iPhone minus six. My burner. Anyway, look, let's not ramble at the start of this episode. Um, I want to say uh, thank you to Jen Kirkman um, uh, again, as usual, uh, for being part of this and putting up with my shit and not being mad at me for putting her email up there in the first place. I really appreciate that. Uh, she is delightful and lovely. Follow her on uh, Twitter at Jen Kirkman and send her nice messages, not creepy ones, 
Don't freak her out, but tell her how much you enjoy her on the podcast and support her stuff. I Seem Fun is her podcast. You should be checking that out. And uh, she is touring all over the place at the moment, so please go and check out her gigs. Um, uh, like I said, I'm in Chicago all weekend. I have other gigs coming up that were on my uh, the last recording, but I'm not going to go through them all again here. I'm just going to mention the big ones, the headline ones in Australia. Here is what you need to know. If you are in Darwin, Perth or Kalgoorlie, I have shows coming your way. A new Perth show. This is now officially the most shows we've ever done in Perth. We've got three shows at the huge room there. Uh, it goes on sale on uh, Friday. So basically by the time you're hearing this, uh, if you're in Perth, there will be a brand new show on sale. Please come out and see that. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Uh, Justin Hamilton doing support. Um, these are really the, it, well, it will be the, if we sell out all these shows, it'll definitely be the most tickets we've ever sold in Perth. So uh, very excited about the support so far. And um, yeah, spread the word around and come out and see the show. I'm very proud of it. Uh, after that, uh, of course, I will be doing uh, the Comics Lounge in Melbourne. I'm doing a return season of Illuminati. Uh, Justin Hamilton and Limo, uh, Becky Lucas, who's a wonderful uh, young comedian, coming along to do support for those shows. It is mostly the Illuminati show from Melbourne, but uh, of course, I have made a lot of updates to it over the years, and there is some new stuff as well. But like, if you've seen the show and you're like, well, do I want to see it again? Uh, well, that's completely up to you. But like I said, Hamo's on, Limo's on. I think Chambo's doing one night when Limo can't do it. Uh, because what I really needed to do is have at least one Hawthorne supporter on every bill who can remind me that they've won uh, 12 premierships since they beat us in their first one in 1961 and we haven't been back to the grand final. <sighs> Why are my friends with so many Hawthorne fans? Big shout out to Mark Howard, Howie, if, uh, <laughs> if you ever tuned in as well. Uh, one of my best mates from high school who, used, who took me to the 1989 grand final, which is still one of the greatest grand finals of all time. Still would like to see my team in one at some stage. Anyway, uh, I'm, oh God, I said I wasn't going to bang on and I'm six minutes in and I haven't even got to the important bit. So uh, what I'm going to do is uh, just uh, tell you a little quick story. Firstly, um, January 28th in Australia, uh, I am doing something very exciting. I'm going to go and see Billy Connolly. Uh, many people who've listened to this podcast know that the first time I... Uh, fell in love with comedy the moment I sat alone in that room and uh, decided that I was going to be a stand-up comedian for a living uh, was when I was 17 years old and I was seeing Billy Connolly. I remember it. My mum got me the tickets for my birthday. I don't know ex exactly what the date was, but it must have been around sort of January 28th because my birthday is January 31st. So uh, we're going to go and see Billy Connolly, me and my mum, at the exact same venue that uh, I saw him. 24 years ago with my mum so yeah it's pretty fucking amazing actually um it was the moment where my life changed forever and uh as I stand here in a hotel room in Chicago where I'm doing shows I was walking down the street before and you know it's funny I walk down the street and there's a post from me on the uh outside of the venue that's just around this you know corner from Second City in Chicago which you know famous things that I just when I was growing up I I read about and heard about it's it's been a really exciting time so to, the opportunity to go and see Billy who as everybody knows has uh, had pancreatic cancer and has Alzheimer's and uh, he uh, has, has, has not been very well at all so um, the opportunity to go and see him on which let's hope isn't his last ever tour of Australia but um, may well be uh, and to be able to take my mum to go and see that show uh well, it's just, it's it's amazing and I, I can't wait and I'm, I'm looking forward to having that experience. Uh, we've got much better tickets than last time. I'm not having a go at my mum, but uh, 
it's fair to say in 24 years, I now have access to be able to get better tickets. <laughs> All right. The reason I bring that up is I guess that things can be very important to you. And uh, as anybody who uh, listens to Walk in the Room or as anyone who listens to the last intro of this show knows that one of those things was a podcast called Walk in the Room. Uh, it's interesting to me that Charlie was on the final episode of Walk in the Room, uh, mostly because Charlie, when he goes on episodes of things, ends up killing those shows. Home and Away, that's how good I show Home and Away is. Charlie's been on it for ages and the show is still going. Normally everything he touches... <laughs> ends up getting cancelled. But I think it's amazing that Charlie was on the final episode of Walking in the Room because that show has been so important to so many people, but it's also been so important to both Charlie and I and particularly the world of uh, TOEFOP and FOFOP. In fact, we wouldn't be doing this episode with Jen Kirkman if it wasn't for Walking in the Room. Part of the reason that Jen and I became friends was through Dave and Greg, and I can say that about so many of the friendships that I've made in the US. In fact, as a performer coming over here, it's been sometimes a very lonely and scary thing to do, to go to a brand new country and have to start all over again and have to meet new people. And and that's not something that I've always found, you know, extremely comfortable either, is like, you know, having to constantly meet new people. And, you know, I would not have been able to do it and I would not have had the audience that I have without... Greg and Dave and their podcast called Walking the Room. Uh, still, every night when I go out and do shows on the road, I have people who come who love TOEFOP or who love FOFOP. And when I ask them how they got into the podcast, nearly 100% of the time, they got in because of Walking the Room. Their fans have been the most amazingly supportive fans, not only to Greg and Dave through the years of Walking the Room, but also to Charlie and I and, and our involvement you know, with Walking the Room. It was really exciting to us back in the day when we were doing this tiny little podcast in Australia that uh, we probably wouldn't have given such a confusing name if we knew that podcasting was going to be a thing and four years later we'd still have to be explaining it to people. But we started hearing about this podcast called Walking the Room. These two guys who had started, even the name of the podcast is a clue, Walking the Room. If you don't know the comedy term Walking the Room, well, it basically means a comedian who's up there just saying whatever he wants, no matter how unpopular, until everybody leaves. You are literally walking the room. And that's what that podcast was. Two angry, sad, broken, hilarious, lovely, supportive, complicated, broken, but full of endless love and possibility men. And that's... And that, that podcast became a story of these men. And I think so many people related to that podcast because everybody knows what it feels like to be at that point of your life where everything feels broken, where it feels like everything you try just fucks up. And you're like, why, why is this? I'm a good person. I'm, I'm trying hard. What is this? And, and it struck a chord with people, but not only did it stri strike a chord, it, they were very generous and they opened their arms. They open their arms to the audience and they open their arms to people like Charlie and I. And it's very sad that Walking the Room has finished. Um, I know, having been through this when TOEFOP finished the first time, how sad it can be for the people involved, but also how sad it can be for the audience. I mean, part of the reason I started doing FOFOP was really because when TOEFOP finished, so much of the audience... Wrote, told me so many things about where you listen to the podcast or 
what times it got you through. And I know when it comes to walking the room, then then it's even that it's even more than that because that it was so personal to people. The truth is though, ladies and gentlemen, neither of them are walking the room anymore, you know? Greg has used the podcast to get new jobs and to be out there with his music and his band and he's going to be just and i definitely know he's going to be just some touring of australia next year some really exciting stuff i got a great email from him the other day uh and he's really excited about next year and as you all know dave uh it's coming over to the melbourne comedy festival to do hothead uh he's the amazing support of his uh kickstarter when he was doing that i think that's just absolutely amazing um you know, his career's going really well with Marin and with the Dollop, the LA Podcast Festival. They're not walking the room anymore, those guys. They're walking people into the room. Well, that doesn't mean that there's not room for you guys, the same people who enjoyed them. The great thing about walking the room is it's always going to be there. You can always go back to it. It's a show about a time in people's lives. And I'm sure Dave and Greg will say more about it in the future and i know there are some people out there who are like well we want an explanation we want a final episode well you don't maybe you will get one at some stage maybe you'll get something else but the truth of it is that it's all there ladies and gentlemen it's ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i'm walking around sorry i'm just fucking rambling i uh i should have planned this out it's harder to do it the second time the first time it was just off the top of my head but the second time it's actually harder to talk about I guess I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say that for the people who are out there who are going, well, I want more walking the room, they would be pretending now because they're not those people anymore. It would be like watching an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm if Larry David became Seinfeld, you know? You don't want to see his life go well. But sometimes that can also hold you back if people don't want to see your life go well. And at the moment, I think that both Dave and Greg are in a period of time where they both want their lives to go well and they're seeing their lives go well. So I would just say uh, to the audience out there, don't be sad that it's over. Celebrate that it happened. Congratulate them. Take the time to let them know how much that you, that you enjoyed it and how much it was part of your life and tell them your stories. But don't be mean to them about it or resentful they gave you something wonderful from inside them and they certainly gave me uh, charlie and myself something wonderful something honest and a connection um obviously dave you know has done over 50 episodes i think now of fofop and that's a wonderful thing and he, he introduced me to gareth through gary sorry gary <laughs> uh you know even that stage at uh the la podcast festival um, to be up there, you know, to be doing our show, Charlie flying halfway around the world. You couldn't, we could never have imagined when we started doing TOEFOP that at some stage the two of us would be on stage at the headline of the LA Podcast Festival up against Mark Marin's show, the biggest podcast in the entire world. And we ha would have this crazy full room of, and be able to do an hour and 40 with, you know, Gareth and Matt Kirshen and Dave and, None of that would have happened without walking the room. I mean, a lot of the people in that room are fans of this podcast because of walking the room. So I just want to, I just wanted to take some time and acknowledge how wonderful that was and what a great part of our world they have been. 
Superpod, without a doubt, was perhaps the most exciting night that we've ever had. The idea of creating something with two of your best friends, we'd never done it before. And we've told the story before about that night before when they all came up to me and said, so what are we going to do tomorrow? And I just said, I don't know, cool things for cool people. That's where that came from. For us to be standing on stage at the LA Podcast Festival wearing those cool things for cool people t-shirts. That happened because of Superpod and it's become a bit of an unofficial motto for this podcast, obviously. Cool things for cool people. It's become a mission statement. Fuck the haters. Fuck the, the advertisers. Fuck the people who are telling us how the podcast should be one way or the other. Fuck that. We're just making cool things for cool people. So, I think I mentioned this on the other intro. I'm still going to hope that maybe one day there'll be a super pod too. Uh, all right. That'll do. Maybe the other time it was better. Anyway, some of you got that other version. And some of you have got this version. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Who fucking knows? Maybe it was better if there was, when there was just that mystery and it dropped out. Okay. All right. I am really fucking rambling now. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, uh, I've edited this podcast and it's suddenly become longer. I don't think I'm going to say hello and welcome to Fofop because it's not really... Like, this is not really an episode. This is like... Uh, this is like a preamble, but it's a preamble to an old episode that we haven't listened back to. Are you recording or are you talking to me? No, uh, both. Oh, okay. Hey. I'm doing both those things. Sorry. Jen Kirkman's here. You probably knew that. You've downloaded the episode and I've, <laughs> I've put her name in the, you know. So anyway, we recorded this episode like ages ago and then just through sometimes like I hold on to one and then it doesn't come up and then we started talking about it off air and you were like, oh, you know, we've got updated information. We have to update this. So anyway, yeah. so we're doing a little update before the episode, but we haven't yeah. listened back to the episode to know really what we referenced or what we really I talked about. I have no recollection no. of recording this. Yeah. I will say this. Okay, say what you're going to say. We are um, like the opposite of, I don't know who got on air and said JFK has been killed. I don't know if that was Walter Cronkite or whatever, but we are the opposite. Arsenio Hall, I believe. <laughs> yep. People over there are the people that shot JFK. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, is that inappropriate? Should we be woo-woo-wooing that? I think we can now. I think right. back then. But I think that... Well, the weird thing is when people do the woo-woo-woo, they actually do the, the way the bullet went back into the left. That's actually <laughs> the perfect That's way the to woo-woo-woo. That, that was the clue. If people just watched Arsenio, he was trying to tell people the way the magic bullet went. That's my magic Arsenio theory. Oh, my God. Oliver Stone, call me. <laughs> we'll, we'll get this shit done. I just think we abandoned people in the time of need. Dave and Lexi, Lexis have been broken up for a long time now. Two, yeah. two months. Uh, Dave Navarro and Lexus Amanda. Yeah, sorry. Formerly of the spread group. I'm not sure which which was the spread group. Was that uh, her or it, him? Well, we found out yeah. or I found out. I see, I can't remember. But yeah. Dave Navarro, the spread group is his uh, like publicist right. company. So it didn't actually have to do with the hookers or whatever. Right, okay. Still. Still. Anyway. God, I'm so heavy hearted. Okay. Well, I mean, it's hard. This is, you know what, this is actually, this is, you know what this is like. And no. I, don't, I don't really want to compare these two things. Even now that I've said it in my head, I'm like, why are you saying this? But here it is. This is like when Robin Williams died. 
It's worse. It's our version of that. This relationship has died and we're doing our Marin preamble where we go back and <laughs> we, sort of go, hey, look, you know, things like we don't really know what to say right now. Like no. Things have changed. And we own it in a way because we, well, I first of all feel like everything we talk about on this podcast and I know you don't believe in anything. In the secret. You know. I know you, whatever it is. I don't even yeah. think it's a secret, but everything we I talk about. I love the way you say, I know, you know you don't believe in anything. Well, I, I mean, believe in, you know, facts and science. No, and exactly. That's what proved. I mean. That's what I mean. So I believe in everything. But Okay, but I don't, I believe in <laughs> everything and things. nothing. But, yeah, but, yeah. but I also don't. Yeah. I'm also like, who cares? But sure. I do think every time we've talked about something, it has, I mean, we talked about Dolph Lundgren and within a day he was in Sydney, like completely all over the media in a sure. way that we hadn't heard from him. Right. And people were excited about that. And then Dave and Lexus, I mean, we really didn't do anything. I guess nothing is related to us on that one. Just that they broke up and right. it was in the zeitgeist of <laughs> your listeners. So either this podcast has magic or secret S powers or... yeah. Uh, you're egocentric enough to think that everything revolves around us. Fuck. Okay. Well, I didn't, if you put it that way, I'm, I'm not going to be like, yeah. <laughs> How about I think, um, I can't, is it egocentric to say, I can't believe uh-huh. that it seems to be influenced. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's still, <laughs> How ego- about no, that's still de- definitely egocentric. We plugged into the energy that was already there and available. Okay, sure. Yeah. Less One of those imaginary so okay. Yeah, okay. So, no, no, no. Let's, anyway. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> I don't even have an opinion. I'm no. just trying to not sound no. like a narcissist, but it's probably not going to happen. No, no, this is okay. Um, So, this is what I... At, well, is this going to go at the beginning of the episode or the end? At the beginning. Okay, so at the end of this episode, you, you're, you'll hear me tell an old story about Dave Navarro in an elevator possibly being rude to a friend. I have a new theory. By the way, if there's yeah. someone out there who wants to listen to it, like, you know, the people who re-edited Memento, so that it's in yes. chronological order. Go or back. The, you can Go watch, forward. like, Lost. You can you can skip forward. Mm-hmm. I'll put the same music. Like, we'll have this bit. Yeah. And then we'll have the proper theme music and then the episode will start. You can start from there and then you can listen to this at the end. It, like, either way, it's up to you. Well, since I won't be staying there for a while, it won't matter. But I stay at the James when I stay in New York uh-huh. and they were there. I missed them by a day. Yeah. And I asked the, the door guy, you know, are they still here? What's he said no. Yeah. yeah. So they broke up within a week. And well, I feel within like... Within a week from then. F- within a week from them staying at the James. So I do think maybe something happened this summer that... Or I might be a little off on my timeline, but it wasn't long after that. And I'm wondering if that Essentially was... Essentially what we're doing... A last ditch What effort. you're doing right now is writing fan fiction. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we're writing fan fiction about their relationship. I just think that they... We're 14 years old and it's like we're writing <laughs> fan fiction about the guys from One Direction. I think that they had a last ditch effort to go to New York. Oh, okay. So that was like a, you know, you, yeah. yeah, right. You go away together. And they were already let's you know, make fighting. This work. And let's make this work. You know work. what? We both fit into this one pair of pants. Do we really want to ruin this? Did they do that too soon? Yeah, I mean, you know what? How long should should you wait before you get You don't want to rush. That's your next book. (laughs) There you go. You needed some ideas for your next book. (laughs) You wrote a list of rules about how quick you let him get into your pants. But I don't mean ladies. I mean literally. (laughs) Step inside them. See, no one knows what we're... Oh, no, they do. I don't remember. But I, anyway. don't, I, yeah, I don't know if we talked okay, about so this previously. But here's, here's, can I tell the audience that I would Please. occasionally get a message from you saying 
stuff about Lexis Amanda. Yeah, because I started following her yeah, on Twitter. But, but then they had already broken up. I'm like, why are you still following her? But then she puts underwear pictures. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was under a spell before the underwear pictures. <laughs> I was enjoying her. Like, I did, there was some photos started to appear and I didn't know under if it was for spell. like, I didn't, I didn't know if it was stuff like, I didn't know if she was in a band or like some sort of music group or some sort of art project. Do we know? I think it's music. It's music. Yeah, I think she's, she's it's a not musician. not a band, but she might be a maybe, singer? Yeah, maybe like some sort of like electronic thing. Or well, like I knew the thing of, was over, over uh, when she took a still of the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That right. is a classic 30-year-old woman level of heartbreak. Is film. it really? It's very... That's your go-to. It's, well, it's not that it's the go-to, but it's the very telling type of woman that relates to the terrible relationship in that movie that somehow thinks it's romantic to keep behaving in both their ways. Right. So that is a very, like, I feel like 30-year-old belief where you're like, well, I accept the bad and the good, but it's so tumultuous that that doesn't mean that's like good. You, like the tumultuous, bad doesn't have to be tumultuous. It could be boring bad, right? Sure. So, so it's this weird, like, I'm just like her, but then he accepts her in the end, so even though she's bat shit crazy, that right. character. Okay, so I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's very much like the, and people have said heard me say this on the podcast before, that I had... I thought I was this guy when I was at university. So I'm about to like say that someone's terrible that I base many aspects of my personality on at that uh -huh. age. But if you rewatch the movie, Reality Bites, Ethan Hawke's character oh, really? in that movie is the most terrible person who has ever existed. I don't remember too much about oh, his character. But it's but just like one of those things where like he's the cool guy and uh -huh. Ben Still is the bad dude. Right. And the more you watch that movie, you're like, no. This is this movie is like Ben Stiller maybe you've had made a, bad a Batman movie idea. about how like that fucking weird guy dressed as a bat keeps getting in the road of that cool guy dressed as a clown. That's the movie you fucking made. Wait, so you based your personality in real life on him, or at the time you based like when your I was look at, like on when him? I my look and my I thought I was like you know moody and artistic and well like, that's a, a completely appropriate. I got the Winona haircut from that movie. I got that cut. I didn't really want to act like her, but I liked how she looked in that hair. Right. So, I mean, we've all been influenced by a movie or two in the 90s. Okay. So, he, okay. You talk about the secret and this podcast being the secret. And, uh -huh. uh, and you're about to say, hey, you don't believe in it, but you have another example. Yeah, but I haven't. <laughs> See, you don't have to believe in it. It believes in you. Right. Thank so, you. I went down to uh, the local health food shop. Actually, I was just walking by, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, but on a Saturday morning, they have a DJ in the little health food shop there and like uh, they have little samples and I thought you know what Saturday morning I'm out by myself for a stroll I might wander through and have me some samples like <laughs> right? samples of things not samples of beats from the DJ you mean like a oh no no, no. Yeah, sorry, you know, you're okay, right okay, I yeah. did say DJ and then say they had samples yeah, yeah, yeah. in a Just row for our by the way how much are you rubbing that oh, rug I on can't the table? Stop. I'm giving it like a massage. I've had a few people in where I had to do more than one person on the podcast, so the comfortable rug has come back to the table. It's so and good. It is. And I'm enjoying looking at my nails, which look fantastic against it. Dave Anthony spilled tea on it the other day, <gasps> and I almost jumped Shame. in front of it like Kevin Costner in the bodyguard. <laughs> it was... I do that when I'm driving and I stop short and my purse almost falls. I right. maternally put that hand out. So. Anyway. Uh, 
So I've gone down to the local fast food shop, mm-hmm. gone in uh, to have some food samples from the health food tables. I'm not going to buy any of their products, but I might enjoy a tiny taste of each of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who uh, who is there but uh, Amanda Lexus. Lexus Amanda. Oh, right. Yeah. She's just there in my real life now. Like she's so gone from the weird. internet oh, like totally. into like get out of my internet and into my health food shop. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't have a car, so get into my Uber. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a car. I've been mostly cabbing and Ubering, so you're gonna have to get, get into, into my, my Uber. Health food shop. How do you feel about samples? Both, both, both in the I DJ love time. They're two of my favorite things. I love food samples and great samples by a DJ. Now, were you? Did you find her beautiful? Did you? Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to disrespect her because she seems like she seems lovely from following her on Twitter, and I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that a band slash art project slash thing that I haven't really looked into mm-hmm. uh, works out and is very successful. Yeah. Um, I don't think that like early morning is for her look for what she's going for. Yeah. It's not like an early morning look. And you we, know had, how we had who, discussed that right. previously that that it's a lot for the morning. Right. So you either have to do it, and if you don't. Might look no. She made up and it looked bad in the morning. Is no, that what she, you mean? she didn't even look bad. But you know, like when but she was made up. The, just her looks like her look looks like the end of the night. Yeah. So like when you see yeah. someone like that, they look like they've been out all night. Even if she had literally got up, gone to yoga that morning, and then yeah. whacked on that. Like you just have that look of like no, no, that's nighttime look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you go up Sunset Boulevard in the daytime and you're like, this is a terrible, terrible place. And then at night, the lights go out and all that neon shit comes on and you're like, you know what? This, this, kind is of, this actually yeah. is kind of fun. Yeah. Okay, so you saw her and then what was she doing? Did you say hi to her? No, I, I mean, that would oh, yeah, be that's weird. Right. How, 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 how do I, because you forget I we don't know them? Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, did you say I'm sorry? Yeah. Well, no, because that's the thing. Like, I mean, what would you say in that situation? Because it was part of me that was like, I would like to be like, hey, I follow you on Twitter or whatever. But then I'm like, how do I explain she what it is that I follow you on Twitter? You, we, well, you'd we say. We guide the health food shop. You'd <laughs> say I follow Dave Navarro and I noticed you two were, you know, together. And uh, so I followed you and. Now, here's what I want to ask you, though. Okay. Is there more to the health food? No, not really. I mean, you know. That's pretty crazy. I'm sorry to not react. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, Well, that I was, knew that already. To be honest, I, I, I feel like... I knew that. I, to be honest, I feel like out of this whole story of us talking about these people, <laughs> me then walking into somewhere near my house and her being there is actually a pretty... I was like, you know what? To be honest, in my head, I was like, I don't know if I need more than that. I think that discussion might fly a little on its own. How I fucking met the person from the story we've been telling. Like in real life. Okay, you know what and it is? And you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, because you had, told me, you had told me in real life right, and I forgot I that you told me. I the audience. Jen. I know, but I forgot that you had told me and so I was reacting with, uh, uh, oh, yeah, 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 that'll, that old thing. I got it. It's, am- it's insane. And of all the people, like Dave Navarro, you said before right. you run into, he's at the gym. gym. But this woman, I picture her living in a totally different part of town. Never mind right. that. I picture her just like a vampire bat like she comes out of a tree when dave summons her like it's insane to run into her in the morning at a health food shop right i totally validate that that's crazy right i will not attach meaning to it as i don't want to upset any kind of you know sensibilities of what does that mean it means nothing but what a fun nothing that is right of all the people you could have run into i don't know it's like, Someone you don't know. That you know you what it follow. is? It's a real life version of like you know a show like The Soup or whatever, right? 
or like Letterman or something like that. Yeah. Where they make fun of somebody for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then that person makes a guest appearance on the show. Totally. That's what it was like. I was like, this person who, and like, this is no disrespect to her because none of this is meant to be mean to either of them because we no. don't know either of them. No, I'm We've just, just had this imaginary fascination <laughs> yeah. with this thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, it, they're a concept. Right. Yeah. So, and, and we've talked about it and it had given us a little bit of joy and then that person just fucking appeared in my life. Like to me, I was like... I love that you call it your life. <laughs> well. It's almost like to like a Larry David situation where like, right. you know, he's walking around and, and he's you know, a well-known guy. And then there is a chance she, if for some reason, because so many people were tweeting and Instagramming me and like atting her name right. with Dave's and being like, oh my God, you guys keep talking about it. That it's quite possible that she would have been like, why do I keep? And then like looked at your thing and looked at your face. And I don't know, whatever. It's quite possible in at least the scripted version of this, that she's like, hey, having fun talking about me in your podcast. We'll talk about this. He broke my heart. And then you're like, no, no, I'm sorry. You don't understand. We like you as a concept. And I don't even, you know, I mean, it would have been a whole thing. Right. That, you, that's your scripted episode. You, real you, may yeah. be nothing like what we imagine you to be. You probably are not anything like what we imagine I you to probably be. I probably pretty close. I mean, like a few. I think we could nail a few things. Yeah. <laughs> But we're instinctive people. That's what makes us comedians. Right, right, right. I, I, I honestly do believe that. I honestly do believe that sometimes I think that when people say, what are you good at? And mm -hmm. I'm like, just reading it. Reading just a room. Just reading a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like knowing kind of what will make those people like react or laugh or whatever. Yeah. And that, that's why I think when it goes wrong or a night where you think it should be going right, it doesn't go, it throws you a lot because I think it's like, it's not even like, oh, you know, the show, because people are like, why were you so upset that the show wasn't going well or why were you so confused? Because you, you have this real sense of like, no, I know how to do this so instinctively that when yeah. you don't, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, normally, too, you know, like it's almost like being on autopilot, you know how to land the plane, not that your performance right. is on autopilot, but I can come out and go, I'm going to kill stuff that gets normally some chuckles and can get applause breaks. I'm going to sure. kill. It's happening. And then it happens. And it's not that I made it happen. It just I already knew because I read the room or I'm like, this is going to be a tough one. You know, you, you're usually kind of right. I don't. But it, it is when it you get thrown off either good or bad. It's weird because you're like, well, maybe I didn't take the second to read it or my senses are off. I didn't sleep. or I don't know, whatever. But I did it, this set at Podfest the other night that I was telling you about before we started where I was a bit drunk after we'd done the, the uh, Toe Pop live show. But it was one of those things where um, it like, it was totally appropriate for what that night was. Everyone's been at a big festival. Everyone's seen the other shows. They know why you're drunk. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they've been part of the journey during the day. In fact, part of them's kind of like, we saw how drunk he was at the end of that fucking last show. What's going to go at this? Yeah, we're probably It's more a curious. party atmosphere. That's what everybody's doing. And you know, okay, this is fine. This is where this, this will be great for this. Yeah. But you, like, you couldn't walk out at a, like a gala show at a comedy festival or something no. like that and try to do that set and like no. smash things and <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. oh, Todd Glass started heckling me. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. Like he, there was a microphone in the audience from one of the earlier shows where they were asking questions. <laughs> I love when he does. So he, he came something. up and we did like a whole bit where he's like, just like it's a Q&A in the middle of my set. 
I had forgotten that that happened. Until, oh, that's amazing. Until I just love then. him so much. <laughs> he is oh. so fucking funny. All right. Well, let's see that we... No, 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 no. Oh. I, I, know, I know we're short on time, but let me <laughs> no, just... Okay. Let me just say one thing. We've got three minutes. Okay. Why do you think they broke up? Uh, well, I mean, he's just Dave Navarro, man. You think it's his fault? You yeah, think he was definitely. cheating? Well, not necessarily cheating, but he's just a, he's a Rolling Stone, man. Okay, I will say this: uh, if people want to go back to the episode where we first talked about it, you said I believe that she's the one, and I said I believe. I say he a thinks, lot of things, and I said I believe he thinks she's the one. Yeah, okay, sure. So I'm not trying to say you're wrong, but you did really believe in them. So yeah. I just feel like you're sometimes, protecting yourself. A sometimes bit. I just go with things. Oh, I've forgotten okay. even what my opinion was on it. Jim. Okay. Well, this I have a a big opinion on why they broke up, right. and it probably doesn't matter because we'll never know. But then again, I think right. that she is a musician or whatever. By she the is. way, that would be great song yeah. lyric. What? Like if Dave Navarro ever writes a like a song, or say? she does. What was it? it was like. Uh, uh, well, they know he thinks that she's the one, but. He knows that he's not the thinking one. <laughs> I think that's a Mark Maron album. I don't know what. You, whatever you just. I, said, I think that's you think a Mark Maron album. <laughs> you think you thought he thought she was the one, and I thought he thought. I don't know. Who cares? But it all sounds amazing. By you the guys way. rewind it. <laughs> and if it's not what we said, then you fucking figure it out. So here's what I think happened. I think they got together. <laughs> oh my God, we're so similar. We both have black hair. Uh -huh. And then they put yeah. on the same outfit and yep. they go to the Amityville house. Yeah. And they're hanging out all the time, which is totally right. fun. Like jump As in, have fun, right? Seems like it was fun. Seems like it was fun. But here's what happened yeah. is he got a little nervous about yeah. clingy clingy. Well, because it's been like he's, you know. He's been on his own. Yeah. I feel like she could have handled it. Um and he's also going through the stress of selling his apartment. Oh, okay. Like, it's actually, that is a big stress. Like, real estate, it's like, it's... I have a feeling she presented herself as maybe, hey, I'm open to threesomes or whatnot. And I feel like maybe once things got down to it, she right. got nervous because it wasn't time yet. And then I feel like one day, even though he loved spending time with her, uh -huh. he looked at her and was like, have you been in the studio lately? Like, it's been a month. And when we met, we had our shared passion of the music studio. And I haven't sure. seen you in it in a month. Yeah. And then she's like, no. And then he's like, go do your thing. And then she's like, ah, well, or something weird, some weird fight like that, where he's like, don't lose yourself in me. Go keep doing your music. Right. And then I think um, he maybe wanted to be with other people. And then now they have this friendship. It's been, you sent me a message. I was like, the good news is Dave and Alexis are talking again. I'm like, what are you talking about? Then, of course, I immediately go to their page and, and look at them making jokes. But I think yeah. it's her doing the thing of, I'm trying to be your friend so that you'll get back together with me. You know, I'll fine. I'll be your friend. I'll go to coffee while you fuck all these people, but you're going to come back and whatever. But I noticed things were really over for him when on his Instagram a few weeks ago, it was a picture of him playing guitar shirtless or bass or whatever he plays. And there hadn't been ones for a long time. So that's a mating call. Like I'm ready. Shirts right. off. Uh -huh. I'm looking. Presenting. Yeah. And she was in bed with like what her legs spread in her underwear and like yeah. some boots and stuff. But for her art, I believe. But I don't think she does art. I think she's well, a musician. For her music. Well, Do you music remember Paul McCartney's favorite? <laughs> Favorite, famous photo shoots where he just wide eagle with big black boots on. You know on. what? John Lennon was naked in bed with Yoko Ono. Okay, fine. Well, I think that that's what happened. And <laughs> I'm I, just arguing for argument's sake then, by the way. I don't I, even think I it was agree an with argument. The point. I agree with the point <laughs> you're making. I was just like, there's an argument I could make. I was going to say the not really a great one. 
So, well, but it might not have been a great one, but it was one. So here's the thing: They're, I, they'll be I, back together. I, 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 no, before, uh, they uh, have one more. They have one more shot before New Year's. Sentimental around Thanksgiving. I'm calling it now. Sentimental around Thanksgiving, although they've never spent one together. It's coming. Okay, here's my here's my feeling. Okay, uh, I feel like uh, I look. I agree. Obviously, things went really fast, really early. <laughs> this is so serious. I mean, it was just a wild ride. You know what? When you meet someone like that and you're so passionate about, you know, that one who feels like they're the one, you just want to be so close to them that you wear the same pair of pants, you know, like, I get it. But after a while, you know what? At the start, being in the same pair of pants with someone, you know what it is? It's fun. But you know what it is after a while? It's fucking annoying. Sweaty and itchy. Like, you can't do anything even with someone. I mean, seriously. Like... It's you know, not like, for me. It's not for anyone. You can't. <laughs> it's for them. It's like a, well, it's just one of those things that is really fun at the start and not really fun. Like, you know, like a really hot bath. It seems like a great idea. And then you're like, oh my God, this took ages. It, it took I've longer. I've been here for four seconds. I get God, it. I want I out. I get it. But I also think, um, you know, at least for the picture, it was fun and it created a, a buzz, certainly in yeah. an image. Oh, don't get me wrong. That's my image of that relationship. Me like, too. to me, if it worked out and if it does work out, that, that's the image that's on the wedding invite, like to me. Do you know what <laughs> oh, I mean? You're getting invited? Right. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> you better have a plus one. I am going to this wedding. I am crashing it. Pretend you have a disability and I'll be like a nurse or something. Hang on, why do I have to pretend? <laughs> Just in case you I just ask for a plus one. <laughs> like, they, well, no, pretend you have a disability. What? In case <laughs> oh, then we'll get to park really close. What are you? Wait, You're a monster. A no, we're not parking. We're getting fucked up well, at this I'm wedding. But, but I was saying... We'll get Uber. Well, yeah. I, no, we're staying in the hotel Dave of that wedding and we're staying up all night yeah. with them. But what's happening here is I'm saying in case they can't give a plus one, then you're like, oh, well, if you guys want me, party you know master what? general... I have to be my nurse. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going, guys. If you're not going to be a plus one, so uh, here's here's what I think, and then we have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you're right about the fact that things went wrong, but I think it was because you know what? It wasn't because she wasn't open to like you know this. Yeah, because I think that she is open minded. I do she's too. Like, she right? seems open legged and right. minded. No, but yeah. I just feel like she's she's a you know musician. She's happy to experiment. Yeah. She's a free spirit. You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel about it. Well, you know her, her more than me. I know her more from my haikus than you do. No, I like yeah, I did. I feel like I've like I feel like I've got to know her a little. And I've you got, got to you know, know her, and I got to know Dave. I right. stayed on his Instagram. Yeah. So I um. And I guess that's like, uh, that's uh, for me, that's words being more powerful than images. But for you, it's the other way around. And that's, and that's fine. That's it's the just beauty two of, of life. So, you know, it's what I'm like. I'm a man of science and you're a woman of voodoo. Like- voodoo? <laughs> I think of it more as possibilities. Right. And science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just in case your audience is like, who is this no, freak? No, I'm, just, I'm oh, okay. teasing. Oh, okay. So, um, okay. Uh, so I feel like he liked her so much because it was so passionate so good so early <coughs> he liked her so much that he because of his past and the fact that he's never really been able to like see someone as both madonna and whore like and realize that people are like fully rounded human beings that people sure. who can be intelligent compassionate can also be wild and sexual right he started to struggle with that because you know on the road he's kind of separated women into different categories yeah and he was on the road and now he's found this like perfect woman who was all those things but 
he suddenly, because he loves her so much and he sees her in that way, he stops looking at her sexually. Right. And that's for some people, they're wired that way and it just happens. And you know what? And like, that's okay. And you could work through that as well. Like, I mean, that's not an uncommon thing, right? And I believe they're going to choose to work through it. Whether they know they're working through it, I think they have one more hang. Yeah. It's interesting. Maybe he would just like have one more, you know, time back in the wild. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm hoping he, And then he's kind of a bit like, you know what? This doesn't feel as good as when... You know, Lexus was here. Right. Well, I feel like she's with women right now, and he's you One know. One day he's with just whores. eating a sample, listening to a sample, <laughs> and he's like. Here's what I think, because you know I predicted that they will have one more date or get yeah. back together by Thanksgiving. Yeah. We see a picture of them at the end of November. I know Thanksgiving's an American holiday, so it's at the end of November. I think uh, we see them both standing inside of a turkey. Okay, in a turkey. <laughs> yeah, just, you know the oh, way together. that like a tur- yeah together, just like the outfit, and they take a right. picture. Holidays, and they're back together. I I give them one more round. Right. And uh, I don't know when it's going to happen. I would love to say that but it's going to happen before New Year's. I mean, the two of them. Topless, not in a tasteful, topless. in a tasteful way. I mean, hugging. Yeah, yeah. So the, the side like breast together. So it's just side boob at but, worst, and all tattoos. Well, of turkey him. breast and side breast. Yeah. that's the that's what the image they're going for, right? I just think, and oh, I'm so excited. And just coming recorded. out of a turkey. This is so excited. That, I'm so excited. It's recorded. Right. Uh, my prediction is is on record. Well, um, I'd like you to make one too. Well, my prediction is that. Um, I mean, this is the most lethargic <laughs> podcast we've ever done. G- give us like a dead. Give us give, give us a deadline, and and we will really drag this shit out. Just tell me your prediction, and then and then. Uh, my prediction is uh, that uh, unfortunately. It's, it's all over, but she will find... I feel like she's got a couple of bad dudes to go through still, mm-hmm. but I feel like her music's really going to take off and then oh. she's going to find like a... You know what? Brody Dahl, who was in a band called The Distillers, she's from Australia, and she married Josh Homme from um, uh, the, the, the Queens of the Stone yeah. Age. And uh, just like they're a cool music partnership mm-hmm. and here's what I feel like. I feel like sh- she's going to make some really cool, cool music mm-hmm. and she's going to find... Instead of finding Dave Navarro now, mm. she's going to find like the modern day equivalent. So of, someone like, she's in gonna, her uh, genre, peer group genre. Right. Like who's, who's like a cool young, yeah. like alternative, like, you know, rock star. Is there somebody? But he's been, well, no, but I don't, I don't know. Like, but, but, but maybe but someone 30s, like the, 40s, like. Maybe someone that, maybe like a Ryan Adams who seems like kind of a, okay. he's actually kind of a nice sure. guy. He's married to Mandy no, no. Moore. Like yeah. he's not a jerk. Yeah, he's she, had his fun. Right. You I know, mean, I don't know if he's cool or whatever, but I feel right. like you're saying she'll meet someone who's maybe has, looks like Dave Navarro's as dangerous as him, wears some eyeliner, right. but is like, I'm kind of, a, I, I'm a post, like he, I, I'm in this new, like I appreciate women world. Like right. I'm not going to have to, ha- I, I know Madonna I understand more. <laughs> that, yeah, I understand that, you know. You know I started hashtag right. yes on women. <laughs> hashtag yes We have to stop. Oh my god. Uh, all right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode that <laughs> may or may not make sense. Makes no sense. <laughs>
The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Popop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson. Jen Kirkman is back. She said uh, just previously, hello Jen, by the way. Hi, thank you. Um, uh, you just said you have nothing on your agenda. And yeah. in my like head, I suddenly imagine that you at your house, instead of like a diary, have something you call your agenda. And like it's spelled book. like with a J. And it's like on the wall. And it's like the things that Jen has to achieve is her agenda. Oh my God. This is what's going to happen. Is I'm going to take over the Melbourne Comedy Festival next year with my first show uh-huh. called Agenda. Agenda. And I'm going to start putting my name in shows. Gen of days. they're going to all forget. They're going to yeah. forget all about you. Yeah. The, li- the living Gen. Gen X. Oh yeah! Oh, oh that's my a god! Good one. Or yeah. Generation X, spell Gen. Well, either of those, mm-hmm. or maybe do a sequel, do Gen X and they do Generation X. This I mean, is great. Yeah. Did you tell the? I just put on lip gloss. Not. I know we're not on camera, but. No, I'm glad. I it's the first time out. anyone's glossed up <laughs> for the podcast. I appreciate that. By the way, I was excited that you referred to. Um, Dave Anthony. Yeah, uh, guest Charlie Clausen is guest Jen Kirkman. Yeah, well, I didn't it was know an if exciting moment. Uh, well, for you, I, Me I don't. Only. No I don't think for cared. Dave. Oh, I don't think Dave fine. was into it. He's fine. I'm yeah. sure he's fine. He'll. Go. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. But I just, for me, I thought, I actually thought the world would react more, but I got no reactions. No, sometimes it's surprising, isn't it? (laughs) It's surprising sometimes when you think something will like, a shit storm will rain down upon you and nothing does. And then other times, like something so inoffensive and everyone's, why why is everyone mad at me today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I thought it would be, well, I didn't even think they'd be mad. I thought they'd be excited. Like, yeah, finally. Right. She gets her own name in the thing. Gets her recognition. Nobody cared. But I know your fans are, you know, they're nice people. They're friends of mine. They are nice people. I did see that somebody hit on you after one of the episodes. Like one of the fans of the podcast like was hitting on you. And I thought, hey guys, I know this is a safe space. I know this is an intimate environment. Yeah. He twit on you. (laughs) That's good. Wait, no, I don't remember that. Did I? Yeah. I might not have realized he was from this. Well, he wasn't. He was a listener to the podcast. No, but and I mean, said I, that I he, might not have realized he was because I. Because uh, people hit on you all the time on Twitter. Is that what you're no, saying? No, they do because they take my uh, comedy about being single, which I call a big tent word. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean you're. What, what do you mean by a big tent word? Married means you're married. Uh-huh. Divorced means you're divorced. Yep. When you're filling out a form, at least in America, and you have to give your status, they're uh-huh. single, married, divorced. Yep. So there's no. Uh, question what married means no question what divorce means right single could mean you're dating three people you're a big whore you don't believe in monogamy it could mean you want to be alone because you're working on something it could mean um everyone's hitting on you but it's the wrong kind of people or you're hitting on them but they're not responding or you have a boyfriend but you're not married so you are single it could mean anything or it could mean you're lonely and crying your penis does a weird thing when you get excited it goes inside your body instead of outside okay i told you not to tell anyone about what i told you my penis (laughs) (laughs) 
But so when I say I'm single, <coughs> right, I get these uh, weird come on sympathy tweets. Have you ever thought of on one of those forms, by the way, where it says single ticking that box and then writing and ready to mingle? <laughs> no, but I have, <laughs> I have thought of doing a show called I'm, I'm single, not in a bad way. Right. Because... I, Singles, okay. I did some new stuff last night in New Orleans for the first time. About, well, that's a place to do it. It's got new in the title. Oh, totally. And right. Orleans. And my stuff was all about Orleans. <laughs> it's not even a thing. Um, but it was a really, really good stuff that women understood, which is uh. just talking about, and, and I was telling you this off mic earlier about this weird summer of celibacy I had mm-hmm. declared for myself and yep. and all this kind of stuff. But there is I enjoy thing. a declaration, by the way. Yeah. Like summer of celibacy to me is like you should have got t shirts. I should have, but I'm glad I didn't because as I told you I broke my summer of celibacy. Right. But I <laughs> well no. Look, every rule has an exception. It's a declaration of independence. You know what? Even the best germ killers only kill ninety nine point nine percent of germs. Okay, I, I let one percent in. Right. <laughs> That's like a statistical margin for error. If you've ever read a political poll, they will give you a statistical margin for error. Everything has a statistical margin well, for I error. I had a margin of error. And so does the summer of celibacy. <laughs> and but, you know what? Some yeah. people measure summer from different dates. Well, like some I, people yeah. is like from the first of, some people are like from some sort of fucking equinox or something. Who knows if it was even... I think my summer ended July 24th. Right. And as witnessed by the weather... Right, it was I an early God summer. God is with me. You were like, yeah... <laughs> But I, I will say that, uh-huh. you know, I did the new material last night and it's kind of about, and I'm still working on it, but it's it's in the general vein of this weird... General concept. vein, that could be one. That could Another be a title. One. Yeah. General um, Pants. Generic. Generic? Oh, that's not a good, no, not a good comedy title though. No. Uh, Gentertainment gen- <gasps> tonight. That's good. <laughs> that's gentertainment. No, no. That's later when I'm sold out <laughs> and I'm just interviewing celebrities. But this uh, genuflect is my big takedown oh. religion. Oh, I like that. That's very good. <laughs> that's the first one that's like yeah. awkward and stuff. A gentle sandman? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, my friend used to sing that to me. Oh, well, there you go. Well, uh, that story can be in that show. My friend uh, in high school, Steve, used to sing uh, the lyrics to Enter Sandman to me in uh, school just to like, you know, fuck with the teacher. He would whisper, sing in back of me, I tuck you in, Kirk I'm in, keep you <laughs> That's great. It's hilarious. I heard about a comedian, I'm going to get his name wrong, but his name's something like, somebody was telling me a story about that. Do you know this comedian called blah, blah, blah? Uh-huh. And like his name's like something like Greg Hopstepper. And he's like 40. And do you remember that Innie Kamosi song, Here Comes the Hot Stepper? Do you remember that song? No, I don't even know what oh you're saying. Oh my God. Here comes the hot stepper. You're the same age as me. I know, but is this an Australian song? No, I don't know where Innie Kamosi was from. But, but I don't know Innie Kamosi. Innie Kamosi? No, he was like the pit bull of his day. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do the song again because I might know it. It's sort of not... I'm not trying to fuck with you by getting into tune again, but I, I, it does sound like something. It comes the art step, but turn it up. I'm the lyrical gangster. Yes, yeah. Turn okay. it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Excuse yeah. me, Mr. Officer. Turn it up. I totally know that song. Do you know that? Yeah. yeah. Hang on. I'm going to go to Google. If it I think I know the comedian's name, am I allowed to say it? Yeah, sure. Steve Hofstetter? Yeah, Steve Hofstetter. Steve Hofstetter. Right. Okay, yeah. And he's about the same age as I am, which uh-huh. means that that song, well, maybe not in America, but you kind of remember that song. Oh, I totally That song do. would have been a big big hit yeah. about the same time as Perhaps he would have had like teenage friends like doing that so he would him, have yeah. got like surely he would have got his gender sam man he would have got here comes the hop stepper right totally totally i would have thought i'm gonna look up any commos yeah, now though because i want to see what happened to while you're looking i'm gonna yeah, tell the audience tell me, so, please. so i did this material about this weird thing of um 
where uh, the women's movement is doing us wrong, which is a joke premise that I think a woman can do uh-huh. about, uh, I have a lot of male friends who will be like, hey, let's go out and get a glass of wine. And I'm like, awesome. And then like, I've been hanging out with them a long time. And then they'll be like, anyway, my girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, you know, like that kind of thing where it's like suddenly the girlfriend, uh, not that men and women can't be friends, but not if, if it's not We've a, all seen When Harry Met Sally. But if it's not a comedian, in uh-huh. other words, do you know what I mean? If it's not okay, your tribe me. and someone just wants to hang and you're hanging with them. Right. And then the most important thing in their life, which is this woman they've lived with for two years, you don't know they live with them. Right. Their Instagram yeah. leads, leads no... There's a no. reason, yeah. It's like, is there no trace of this person? Yeah, and I'm like, are you? Hang on, is this a- is this like a Back to the Future thing? And it's a like, have thing- they disappeared from the photos because <laughs> we're like in some weird space time continuum? And so it's like, it's not even that they're trying. And, and uh-huh. the worst part is they're not even trying to cheat with me. Right. They're literally just like, no, no, I have women friends, yeah. and then my relationship is the secret thing, which is fine. But I think you need to say that upfront, uh-huh. just to set the tone we are friends okay great then now we can be friends then right. i will be like what's your girlfriend now like? the, th- blah, blah, blah. the thing that uh some people would argue not myself because i think there's a way you can introduce that without it being a declaration of anything else uh-huh. but the argument that i hear made by people is that if you say that up front the reaction can often be one of like you know like like oh dude i wasn't hitting on yeah. you oh no, no no i don't mean declare it up front but, but let me put it this way getting really close with someone to where you're talking every day yeah, 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 right. Okay, and uh, perhaps mean, perhaps visiting each other. Right, like, okay, here's what I would perhaps say. Perhaps there's travel involved in right. your friendship, which doesn't normally right. happen. Yeah, so firstly, let's go through this slowly. No, no, the, no. No, let's, let's go, go through, through this slowly. No, no, no. The first thing is, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to step <laughs> okay. down. I'm just, no, I don't need to know details. I'm okay. just going to break some things apart in a general sense sure. is what I mean. Firstly, you shouldn't be talking to anyone every day. Like, there's not anyone interesting enough in the world, even your partner, if you're married to them, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, to talk to every now, single day. No, when I say day. talk, you know I mean email, right? Right, but you shouldn't even be talking okay, to okay, anyone. Just but, like, but we know that talking now means sure. that, right? Communicating in Communicating, some way. Yeah. Um, message in a bottle, like, you know, sure, letter yeah. on a pigeon, whatever the... Yeah, I don't yeah, know what the kids are doing these hello, days. Uh, what, hey, Smoke signals. That. He might be a Native American. I don't know. Is that yeah, racist? I don't a, know. No, he's an American. <laughs> but it was just this one thing based on that. Right. And I just did this quick joke that was like, here's, here's yeah. what we're getting wrong. I'm glad men and women are equal in some ways. I'm glad we can be friends. That's great. Sure. But if you have a girlfriend, let me know in an unawkward way up top. Yeah. Like, hey, I'd like to get to know you as a friend. I have a girlfriend. You know, not make me defensive and be like, all right, calm down. But just like, oh, good, thank you. Then I'd like to get to know you intimately. I'm going to ask you questions about your childhood. We're going to bond. We have a lot in common. I might never have you meet my girlfriend. Then I can decide what I want to do with that. Right. If it seems like we're falling in love and then suddenly I say something and they're like, what? I have a girlfriend. That's weird to me. Yeah, okay. That's entrapment. That's a a weird situation. You're saying that it should be like police. If they don't tell you, like if... Exactly. Then it should be like, oh, hang on, well, you can't use any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't yeah. matter that you had a wire because, you know what, this is fucking entrapment. You set me up. You set me up. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that happened, but that's no, like no. an extreme example. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is important to put that out there. Like sometimes people will say, because I, I have a unique circumstance because like my you know, long-time ex, yeah, ex-girlfriend is yeah. still my best friend and it's like it's a weird thing to bring to the table in any situation. Right, and right, right. But I, you have to be upfront about whoever you are and whatever your circumstance is and then trust that the other person can make their own decisions. Based on what they want to do. On what they want, what they're looking for. Because guess right. what? Not everybody's looking for like everything that you're projecting onto them. 
maybe you're not bad or good yeah right you could be like oh she's falling in love with me and she's just like i just wanted a donut how arrogant are you yeah that you think you're also their best option (laughs) (laughs) you might be their bit on the side you might be there i'm going through this until i can emotionally connect with someone else that just happened to me i think i had the arrogance of thinking i was someone's best option so anyway my whole joke is the women's movement says this if you uh you know hit on me and I say no you have to stop right and, and my joke is that I'm working on and that's why I'm comfortable saying it because it's not a fully f- uh, fleshed out joke yet but my joke is kind of but if you're asking me to hang out with you over and over and we're going to dinner and we're meeting up in different cities you've got to hit on me I don't care you have a girlfriend uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the third joke is and if I offer you sex I don't care that you have a girlfriend right. you have to say yes that's what yeah. feminism means and it's a joke and whatever right. so I do this joke last night and I explained to the audience I know I'm not some hideous freak I know I'm a good person I've had a great life I've had a great fun last few years it's just been a weird couple months sure. where there's been a lot of weirdness and uh, unpleasantness so I'm just you know whatever and I still get these tweets the next day. I would, I would hit it. I'm like, no, I understand, oh, yeah. man, yeah. unidentified man on Twitter. Right, would and I it. say in the show, I mean, thank you, thank you. But I not, mean, thank you that you would hit it. But not. I mean, even. it's lovely to hear those things. It's not only for men. Women are. We don't even go thank you. No, it's not no. even. I but was on stage. I was going. I was using th- humor. Oh, you were. <laughs> I'm, I'm too riled up. You know what? Uh, when I'm trying to make jokes, I'll just put my hand up yeah, so you can recognize them. So I know, like yeah, a yeah. dentist. Put yeah. your thumb up if yeah, this hurts. Yeah, thumbs up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> This, this one's a joke. But I said to the audience I'll just wave night, my hand on the side <laughs> if I'm not sure. I said to the audience last night, I go, and I know you'd hit it. I go, I'm sure any ugly nerds would hit it. And then right. I make a joke about how I like ugly guys. And don't worry, I'm not insulting you. I just have a specific ugly that I like. Right. So don't be offended. What sort of ugly and, do you like? Well, it's just kind of a joke, but I like like a David Bowie. I have many David Bowie. I mean, he is hideous. I have many of types. all the ugly people. If I was making a list of ugly people, you know who'd be top You'd of that put list? Him on there? Mr. D. Bowie. <laughs> you would put him on David Bowie, I... the most attractive man on the entire planet. Oh, you don't think? Who else do you think is hideous? Oh, you don't think he's hideous? You're being sarcastic. Yeah. You didn't put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, a David lot of women... Bowie well, is like. What? He looks like Miranda from Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah, which is not a good look for Miranda, but he's a great look for David Bowie. But a lot of women like those beefy football player men, you know. Sure. Whatever. So to okay. me, it's like it's a like good the way rock. to say, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, you like the Rock as well. Wait, do do we talk about this? I'm not sure. He tweeted at me once. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. I did tell you. Yeah, you did tell me about this. And then someone was like, "Oh, he's not a good person," or whatever. I don't care. Uh, I think the he's like the champion. most amazing person that I ever I think you'll find he's the most electrifying force in sports and entertainment. Forget sports. Just as a human, just he's electrifying. As, right. He's amazing. And I'm disheartened to hear that he's married again. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, right. it doesn't matter. He's too... He would crush me. Like I, I saw... I uh, After I watched... Uh, I was telling you I was watching a documentary this morning. Yeah. But after the documentary, I may have stayed on the couch for a little bit longer because the New York Times Sunday edition is quite a lot of reading. So I it got is. right through the documentary and into a movie starring The Rock. <laughs> is it my favorite movie? I don't know. What is your favorite movie? My favorite... Well, not movie. The one where my... he's like the Christmas elf? No. <laughs> what is that no, one? The my set? favorite rock movie is Walking Tall. <laughs> oh, I quite like Walking Tall as well. That's the one where he crosses like with Arnold Schwarzenegger in the bar as well, right? Is, they have oh, that... is Arnold in that? Just as like a cameo. They have this one moment oh, where he, like, he says like, go get him. He just like 
beating the shit out of people with a piece of wood for I don't know what reason, but it's it's romantic. And so it's this great. one is also like Walking Tall, which was based on a true story, I believe. Yes. Uh, this movie was also based on a true story. Okay. It was called Snitch. And it was about a uh, father who went like undercover in a drug smuggling thing to get his kid out of prison. And it's like based on a true story. Oh, okay. But it's one of those moments when I was watching it today mm-hmm. where I, if you told me 20 years ago when I was watching like The Rock Wrestle that I would one mm. day be sitting watching him in like a based on a true story like film of The Rock having a scene, like an emotional scene with uh-huh. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> like it was like... She did a scene with him. Oh man, it, but it's like he, they, he holds oh. his own. He doesn't look like he does a really good job oh, I in have, it. Like way more respect than ever for him. He's like he does a, re, yeah. he, it literally does a really good job with this. Like, and I'm like, that's the Rock. Yeah. With Susan Sarah, like you so can't you imagine. Knew him as a wrestler. I didn't know any. You of can't that imagine stuff. Hulk Hogan, like no. suddenly, like no, <laughs> or like Rick the Nature Boy Flair or someone like I don't the know. Undertaker. These are all people. Oh, who I know are the wrestlers. Undertaker. I know that name. But yeah. Were you into wrestling growing up? I mean, I was uh, like a, I was a teenage boy. I was into all the things that teenage boys are into. But I actually never knew a teenage boy who was into wrestling when I was a teenager. And then later in life, a lot of comedians I know heaps were of comedians into wrestling. into wrestling. In fact, yeah. the, you can write for the wrestling. That, that's one of the jobs that comedians can do. Somebody was hitting me up the other day saying, you know, that they they have oh, they pay really the well, but they um. It's apparently it's like terrible like work like you know they you would just write the the things they shout out yeah kind and of, like the storylines and stuff no 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 but you like write like, the storylines and the things they say and stuff seems like, like that. it would be hard because it seems like your first thought would be like oh that's probably already been done before and right and well yeah. and the other thing is that wrestling is like they have so much of it and like so you, basically they apparently they like basically kidnap you for six months you got to sign this contract that you'll work for them for six months. Oh, no. It gets paid really well, apparently. Yeah. And but you have six oh. months of just like working all the fucking time, writing wrestling like, storylines and jokes. And don't stuff. meet your heroes. Like, let's just enjoy the Rock and you know right. his emotional moments. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, I feel embarrassed because uh, well, I will tell you this. So I, I, I maybe have told you, uh, but maybe not on air. But just really quickly, he did tweet me once. I had tweeted, uh, "I love you, The Rock." Mm-hmm. At the Rock. At the Rock. And within like an hour, he wrote back. I had right. been on uh, Jay Leno promoting my. You book. know what you should have written? What? I'd hit that. I can't, I wouldn't want to be sexual. So I'd hit that Rock. <laughs> I'd throw that Rock. I can, I can smell what you're cooking. <laughs> no, I wanted to just be emotional. You can be my tooth fairy. <laughs> you can drill me, Rock. I forgot about that he was in he the was tooth fairy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he wrote back, hey, Jen, you killed it on Leno. Yeah. Like, great congrats or whatever. So I thought. Fucking from so, The Rock. So I go to his. From The Rock. It was amazing. Dwayne so, The Rock Johnson said that you killed it. And I don't even know if he watched it. I assumed he had an intern who Googled what was the last thing she did. Oh, she no way. No, The oh, Rock's God. legit. He would have seen you. Well, He's giving you a shout out. Well, anyway, so I go to his page, of course, to see uh, if he's following me. He's not following right. anybody. No, no. But that happened like. Um, a year ago. It happened April. Uh, it happened May 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cut to March 2014. I'm in Melbourne. And there is, I know I'm saying it wrong, but there's a uh, coffee shop I'm in that has a rock on the counter. Just like a pet rock. Oh, an actual rock. Yeah. yeah. And it says, um, but it's an homage to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. And it says something That's like, his merch. It's the simplest <laughs> merch of all time. It says like Dwayne The Rock He just Johnson. signs rocks. It <laughs> gives them to people. <laughs> It's like that would be the best merch. Like so, no after wrestling, just, at all. You grab a rock and I'll sign it. That's my merch. Give me thirty dollars. God, he should do that. Yeah. 
Well, and it was just on the counter, and it said Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Get the salad named after him or something. And I took a picture of him, and I tweeted at him like, I don't know, like I saw this in Melbourne, and I can't lie that I turned my data roaming on in a fucking different continent. Right. You were willing to invest $300 on the fact that he might... <laughs> Just to keep checking back. Twitter to see if he wrote back. Never? No. He didn't remember that it was his favorite guest. Didn't remember those good times? That time you crushed it? Not a year ago. Oh, no. Lena? So well, people anyways. sometimes forget and some people might have forgotten. Well... Uh, here, anyway, comes, yeah. here comes the hot stepper. <laughs> Can you play it or do you get in trouble? Oh, I can't. I play songs on my podcast. I don't think it matters. <clears throat> yeah, but mine's really popular, Jen. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to jokingly say that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I get they 200 keep, downloads a week. They keep writing. The same download. So don't <laughs> fucking fuck with me about my podcast. And from that one guy on Twitter who keeps going, <laughs> I'd hit that. Wait, I want to hear well, who hit on me from Tofop, Fofop. Oh, okay. Did you write back, step off? That's my friend, or no? You don't, no, no, you don't, no. You I just, I kept an eye on it. What did I write? You Fuck didn't you. write it. No, you I didn't, didn't. You didn't acknowledge it. There's it was no just a way then. It was just a I bit of like, every... hey, Jen Kirkman, after hearing you on like, you know, Tofop, if mm-hmm. you're ever, you know, in Australia, I'd like to take you on a date or something. Like oh, I that. saw that one. Oh yeah, and did you respond? I think I did. Oh, okay, well, I didn't see the I response. I think I was so. like. It's harmless when it's Australia, you right. know. I usually then I'll go to the profile picture though. Yeah, I'm sure Check that would lovely if they listen to this podcast. They, I mean, cool things for cool people. I'm sure that would lovely. Totally. No, I, I actually don't remember doing. My whole point was I usually uh, go to a profile picture because the reason I do is because it's usually a dad who's married who says, oh, yeah. who says stuff like that, and then I'll nail them on it. Uh-huh. So if it isn't, sometimes I'll let it go. But if it's an American person, I, I usually rail on them. Okay, hey dad. All right, I'm going to play a tiny bit of it. Uh, See, so here's what's hap- happened a lot lately, though. People seem to be listening to this podcast and writing about it in the newspaper. So if you're from a newspaper or if you're in any way involved with any Kamozi and you're going to get me in trouble, please don't do this. I'm just doing it I to... Know, this person isn't even alive anymore. Well, we're going to find out about any Kamozi okay. in a minute, but this is what the song sounds like. You have to skip ahead a little Oh, yeah. Is that the official video? And they're ripping off that now, no, 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 no. That's already a song. What was it with? Can I see What's this nationality? Well, all right, that's enough. I'm sure if I play that much, that'll be fun. Um, all right. I've gone and to the fair use if you comment on it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That's a thing. So I've gone to... Uh, <laughs> thank you for that legal advice. <laughs> um, that's a thing. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. General legal advice. So... Um, um, my other show. Yeah, your other show. General Hospital. Oh, that's a good one too. All right. So uh, Wikipedia has a page for Here Comes the Hot Stepper. So I can run you through this. Uh, Here Comes the Hot Stepper is a song co-written and recorded by Jamaican reggae Jamaican, artist, okay. Ini Kamozi. To date... <laughs> oh, that's optimistic. Because <laughs> Hang on, let's find out when it came out. As we're doing right. this, what happened to your blanket? Oh, it's over there on the couch. Oh, right. oh, do you want the soft blanket back? No, 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 no. I just wanted to make sure it was okay. Yeah, thought, it's yeah. there on the couch. I've Because I've been uh, laying on the couch, I thought the comfy blanket could be yep, something totally. that I had 
Anyway, whatever. You, you've earned it. You've I've got it. a new rug, Jen. I've like been... No, I'm not criticizing. I'm just nervous. <laughs> I'm trying to move in. Um, okay. So uh, it came out in 1994. I need to point this out. August 18, 1994, okay. right? So it's what, 20 years ago, right? Where this came out. You bet. Oh my god! Like it's nearly the twenty-year anniversary. Only we're only oh my four, god, we're only we're only almost... fourteen days away <laughs> from the twenty-year anniversary of Eddie Kamosi's "Here Comes Hot Stepper." Come on, we were so there's some energy there. It's in the zeitgeist. <laughs> we we could tell the hot stepper was coming. It's the season of the hot stepper. It's my summer of hot stepper. That's what it is. It goes celibacy, and then when and you're then ready, hot, hot stepper. stepper. Like, that's it. Right. That's the song you play when you break that, it. Well, that's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know. On the night that you're going to break it, you hear it in the air. It comes on the jukebox. It's like a magical moment in whatever <laughs> night you're in. And then suddenly you hear, it comes the hot stepper. And you're like, oh, my God, this is the night. It's the summer of the hot calmed. stepper. <laughs> It's like in... Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. So, here we go. Here comes Hot Stepper. Uh, I need to point this out. It was written 20 years ago um, because I like this line in Wikipedia. Okay. It feels optimistic to me. To date, it is Kamozi's only US number one hit. More to is date, coming. More is coming. I mean, to yeah. date, yeah. just because in the last 20 years it's been a bit of a dry spell for any. <laughs> Maybe he's doing Maybe it. he's been on the Audi for a little bit too long. Maybe he declared no more hits for 20 right. years. He had a 20-year amnesty. Yeah. But watch exactly. out for August 19, 2014. <laughs> he's waiting for it. Oh, right. I like that today. But is he... Uh, usually songs like that that seem stupid uh-huh. end up having like, oh, no, that was a big political message. Oh, right. Know? Like, like, like um, Wumba Wumba Yeah, I get yeah. knocked down, but I get up yeah. again. Yeah. And you find out like, oh, no, you're yeah. a jerk and it's a big Yeah, Chumba Wumba are actually like a political sort like of Like anarchists and super band, cool. Yeah. yeah. Is right. that the case with... Well, let's find out. Uh, the song was particularly popular in fashion shows of the 1990s. There you go. So Highly you political. Go. <laughs> During... Project Runway. <laughs> yep. Forget Project, Re- <laughs> forget Project X. We are concentrating on Project Runway. We are God, just gonna I con- can totally see people strutting to that. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want right. to. That's your perfect... Like strut song. Okay, here we go. Let's learn some you more about it. You have a good it. runway set up in your in your home, by the way. Oh my god, I actually if do. If you're ever don't not I? home, well, hang on. So you're saying if I'm ever not home, they should I should invite models around to no, strut? No, me. Just let me. Oh, uh, you're gonna come around <laughs> yeah. and practice if your just walk? Like, I'll be out for an hour. Right. Throw me a key. Come by, practice your signature walk. Yeah. I, this is do you great. have a signature walk? Because that's what you need to get ahead on Project uh, Runway. Yes, if I do. If you don't have your own signature walk. I used to walk. have a big, long hallway in my old apartment right. in West Hollywood. Uh-huh. And I walked all the time. And now I live somewhere that's more... Right. It doesn't have a long hallway. It doesn't have a good space for no, walking. No, and I haven't been practicing my walk at all. So just to let you know, I'm here if you need me for an hour or so. If well, I'd just like to, I'd like to put coffee. it out to any <laughs> young models who come to... Hollywood yeah, to like you know pursue their dreams. Your, don't have anywhere to walk. Besides your, I mean, I'm happy to. Canadian friend, if there's any young models who want to do the runway. All right, uh, here comes the hot stepper. Contains several samples, including oh yeah, okay, blah blah blah. No one cares. Um, ah, okay. No, 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 no. You're right. It was already a song. No, 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 no. It was no, Cannibal and the Headhunters' 60s. cover of "Land of a Thousand Dancers." That was the song. That it is. Uh, Okay, let's see if there's any more well, information. When was that from? Okay. It sounded, I feel like that was very 50s and 60s. I want to find out about Any Kamozi. Let's see what if we can find out. Okay. Okay, so Any Kamozi, mm-hmm. uh, not his real name. 
Really? It seems yeah. like a real name. I'm not even joking. It seems like a kind of ethnic sounding name that would mean something. No, it's not though. It's, it's not uh, like Vanilla Ice. You know, that's not his real name. Right. Well, any Kamozi's real name. Let me just have a guess. Just, I, I just all want right, you to have right. a guess. Let me have a guess. Uh, yeah. Do I guess his first name? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, well, I'll give you a, a, a clue. Both of his names start with a letter C. Okay, and what's his original nationality is Jamaican. He's Jamaican. And it's a name that I would have heard before. It's not. Both of them are names you've heard before. Charlie. No. Chad. No. Christopher. No. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Um, Clint. It's like an old person's name. It's the sort of name that I would consider an old person's name. No. Cecil. Oh, Cecil. I would never would have gotten His real name is Cecil Campbell. Any Camozzi's, well, no one's going to believe the hot step is coming no. from Cecil Campbell. Cecil Campbell is Izzy Camoni's agent or Immy right. Camoni's agent or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cecil that's, Campbell. A, that's when he was getting early gigs. He would ring up and pretend to be his agent, <laughs> Cecil Campbell. It's Cecil Campbell. It's, it's Cecil- any Camozzi's manager, Mon. Yeah. <laughs> Put on the Cecil Campbell. The kids are going crazy. Like, that's a name that yeah. you could tell your mom you're listening to and she's not upset. Right. So he's a Jamaican reggae singer. He's yeah, best known. For his signature song, but well, so far he's so far he's best known for. Can Let's you not... say it's your signature song when it's your only song? Or well, I think that is your signature song. I think that's song. A, a fancy way of saying only. Right. Right. Okay. Because you you could think I have ten songs, but my signature song is, you know, whatever. I'm going to tell you something really gross. Um, okay. And I apologize for this to you and to the listeners. It's not pooping, is it? We, oh no! We go not, through this every time. Not that gross. Okay. Okay. But it is almost that gross. Okay. Somebody the other day was making a joke about, um, they tweeted something because I think on a form or whatever it said, signature facial, signature facial. And they were trying oh, to sure, make yeah. some joke about like, you know, so a, an ejaculation joke essentially. Oh, right. I was thinking like a facial. Right. Like a lady gets. Which I think was what the yeah. original thing was yeah, right. and they were trying to take this thing and make it into like because facial is also I get it when know, the man right. puts his yeah. product on the lady <laughs> right. his homemade product his on homemade the lady's product. face yeah. yeah so but then I started thinking is that a thing because you know how most sexual things are like anything that you could think of mm. is already a thing Oh, totally. If, right. Like, if you're like, let's Google uh, people who shit on someone's toe. That's a right. fetish that's, like, that's And you're like, oh, there's a whole, like, website. And, like, yeah. people have been doing this for years. By right. the way, side note, don't remi- uh, don't remind do remind me to bring up facial in the context of what we were talking about on the porch about death. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, um, then I started thinking about the idea of, like, is that a thing that, A, is already a thing, or B could be a thing what shooting a load on a lady's face in your signature oh (laughs) like finishing by by like signing your signature like a a work of art (laughs) do you mean like the final thing you see or like the end credits of a tv show where you see the person like sign the like like I really Zorro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I really expected you to be so innocent that I would go, yeah, like on someone's face and you go, what? But you right. had another level. No, no, no. So it's only good if your name's like Joe. Like what if your name is like 
Raffaello and you have right, a but my name. my <laughs> my signature is like Will. a scroll. And you're so lucky because you're one L. Right, but it's also a scroll, <laughs> and it's all like it's all lines, <laughs> which would be probably best. You don't want like an I with a dot or anything, but. <laughs> Like, is that? Do you think that's already a thing, totally. or if I just I invented would, a thing? I would bet my, perhaps not my life, because I'm having a great one. But I would bet five thousand dollars that that's wow. a thing. Yeah. Now I don't know if you and I are betting right now. No, or no, just we're telling not. You what just I would in bet. general, but five, five grand. Yeah, I, I imagine it's already a thing. I think it is. If it's not already a thing, can someone start doing that? Well, what is it with thing consent? Mean? How m- let's say one person on on YouTube has a video about it, or one person has a blog about it. Does that count as a thing? Uh, does the thing mean one other person's thought of it, or does it mean it's a anything you, know? you could cite as a reference on Wikipedia? I think you normally have to have a published article or something to be able okay, to like. Okay, so no wiki, but some dude has a blog that's like, right? I do this, so it's not, I do that this. Doesn't count as a thing. Yeah. I mean, if it's published, I'm happy to admit that someone else is already doing it. But maybe they haven't na- named it. Maybe it's not there. No, no. If someone's named it, it's it's the signature signature. Right. Well, that's what I'm. That's what signature I. Signature facial. Yeah, yeah, I need to know, like, like the signature walk. Yeah, signature. If People someone has have said their signature, signature facial, facial yeah. how how much uh, proof of it do you need? Or if what? It's just one. Block? What is it called? Signature facial. Just Google it. What? Okay. I, I, that's all I have to do. Signature facial. Um, if you put like triple x maybe it would give signature, you more of a, let's see what well, actually just try it without it and okay see, see what see what comes up oh, yeah. right. you'll get like um kate somerville all right know. that a lot of them are affordable day spas yeah, yeah. caviar facials facial milk and honey spa mm, that sure. sort of yeah, thing yeah. all right now let's put now, xxx yeah. next to it and see what else comes up um <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, male masseur available for ladies only. Oh, what? We were just talking about this. Here's, here's the best bit. Here's the punchline to this. Dublin. <laughs> what? You've just come back from there. Oh, my God. Can, I will not. Okay, I'm just going to say really briefly. Tell, say whatever you want to say. There was a couple of years ago where um, I just had a thought. It was like in between, you know, a divorce and going on my first date where I was like, I just want some contact, but I don't know how to talk to people anymore because I've been married for so long. And I said to my friend, I just wish there was some kind of like happy ending for women in a nice spot like a Burke Williams. Uh And my friend In in, uh, Australia. Uh I I don't mean even sex. I just mean... Rub and tug. Yeah. As they would call it. Yeah, for the ladies. Right. So in Australia, because of legalized prostitution, they in some that? states they have that. I, I know in Sydney there's like a big, mm. like thriving, like rub and tuck. What about Mel- Melbourne? I don't know. I think Melbourne's a bit more like full prostitution. Oh. I don't realize. I'm not I an expert in this area, but, there, but but yeah, but um, but yes, the 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 female rub and tug. Yeah. Well, usually. Well, not um, rub and tug. Probably not much tugging involved. What's sad about More it for rubbing. Men, what's sad about it for men is the usually... The rub and leave. Is usually... <laughs> the rub and please don't and talk leave. to me. <laughs> what's usually sad for men is that the women doing it aren't that pleasing. But the, the fantasy and the rumors I've heard uh-huh. is that the male masseuses that do that for women are actually very attractive you know, like a stereotypically attractive men, you know, sure. whatever. And so I was But isn't that, it just a matter of like getting a regular masseuse and see what happens if you're a woman? Isn't that what's happening? Aren't men only becoming masseuses on the off chance that occasionally like a hot woman will... I know, but there's like guys that always have calluses on their thumbs and I'm like, just, you know what, let's just 
call the massage short. Like right. they start at the feet and I'm like, I'm done. Like, but I've never had it's anyone a, try anything. I've never a, had anyone be any, any inappropriate at all. I think I once had like a dude. Really? Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think at least once. God, it doesn't even happen. I said to my friend, I go, is there anyone that does this for women? And my lesbian friend goes, oh yeah, it happened to a girlfriend of mine. I go, get the number. Right. And she's like, it's in Beverly Hills. It's all in the up and up. He's really hot. I'm like, yeah. get the number. And then it never happened. It's like this, there's this mysterious masseuse in Beverly right. Hills who exists, who does a little, you know, touchy touch and then he's right. gone. And it totally doesn't exist. But it's a thing that we've, gals have talked right. about in the past and then i was just in dublin and then for you to tell me that that exists i was looking up shamans i went to psychics and like meditation experts when i was in dublin why because I, I like that stuff yeah I want but answers. like but why do, do you actually want answers yes if you actually want answers i got them you're going to terrible places for those answers you're I getting bad answers, answers Jen. they were amazing yeah oh yeah you but hear the answers I got? oh i would love to that i've well, and I went to a palm reader in New Orleans who uh -huh. said the same thing. And I'm telling wow. you, I, now I'm not, no, listen. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm Here we go. By the way, 9-11 no, was an inside job. <laughs> Let me just tell you this. I did, here's what I, here's the clinical explanation of uh -huh. what happened. These people know they're feel good people. There's tourists. So they're not going to say you're going to die. Sure. I get it. Second thing, you can pretty much figure me out the minute you see me for two seconds. Like you get it. Okay. Sure. So I get that. And then if you extra are a tad bit intuitive, maybe have a few other things. And then the way someone looks at you when they're reacting to if you're calling them on their truth, right. maybe their eyes well up and they start crying. Yeah. I, just a thought. Right. Okay, so I get it. I get it. I get it. But I went to see a tarot card reader in Dublin and a palm reader in New Orleans within a week. And they both said to the letter uh -huh. the same thing. Which was? And I did not say anything to them. I sat down and what both men said to me was within a month, you're going to begin a seven-year adventure of traveling. Mm -hmm. My job ends in a month, and all I want to do is go on the road and go around the world. Right. Is okay. there any chance both of them read the trades? No, I'm not famous. They, they were like, you know what, uh, Jen Kirkman, I mean, Chelsea's finishing. And I, I am Kirkman, not famous. I think Kirkman's going on the road. No, because this guy kept saying to me, this baby yeah. card. Did you just walk into them? Did you just walk? Were yeah, they... one was recommended. Okay. Um, and I walked in and he said, this baby card keeps coming up, but it doesn't no. show that you have a family or a husband or kids, but it's showing all this money around it. Uh -huh. um, so something you do with babies will make you a lot of money. All and right. I said, well, I have a book about how I don't want kids. Right. And he goes, well, it, is there any chance that you yet. might have to be a baby smuggler? <laughs> okay. Smuggle I didn't think babies. Then he also said, this other guy, the, both guys said within six months, a man is going to show up in my uh -huh. life. Probably the guy who's lost his baby. His baby <laughs> no, is gone. This is romantic. Uh -huh. He's a sure. Clint a Clint Eastwood exterior with uh -huh. the soul of a woman. Right. So he shows up. He's an old transsexual. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> he's gonna show up and it's gonna be easy and there's no question. And he's like, We're doing this. Uh -huh. Let's do it. Uh -huh. And uh one guy said he doesn't really live anywhere, which made me nervous because uh, it made me think he's a transient. Homeless, old transsexual. By the way, I'm not, I'm just. That's Nothing wrong with Nothing that. Wrong with this that. wouldn't be ideal for no. a young woman. Well, it's just not what your normal what tarot I, reader promises yeah. you. And they both said you're very um, kick-ass, but it's like, you can right. tell that when oh, I Oh, hang on. In. They said that. They, oh, yeah. And also, I'm sure that they normally tell people they're horrible. Well, no, but they didn't mean it in a good way. They go, you're very overbearing and like not many people can deal with it. Uh, yeah. No one's ever loved you. That right. one guy said no one's ever loved yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Goes, uh, both of them, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that seems horrible to say that no one's it. ever loved I didn't mind you. It. They go, so then the, so the, my favorite, though, was the, um, 
Did you say, what about this guy who says, I'll hit that? Did you bring that up? That's Did you get love. Twitter no. on oh and go? Oh my God, you're so naive. That's not love. Oh, okay. Well, when I went to the gay tarot card reader in New Orleans yesterday, uh-huh. or by the time anyone hears this, I don't know when, but... Whatever, people aren't doing your time, love. Yeah, he, he was amazing. This is amazing. not testimony. He was like 70 with dyed black hair and he was super queen. Oh, yeah, no, him. okay. Well, he's the right person so to So he does my palm. He goes, oh my God, you're living so long. It goes off the edge. He goes, oh my God, it's like past 100. Oh God, well, I hope you like living. Right. Like he was, it was amazing. How's your super? How's your retirement plan? He didn't, he didn't say anything about money. money. You, I was but say. he could tell I was divorced by my palm. Yeah. He said like there was some broken thing there. Right. <laughs> like and, a broken line. Right. And I was like, so when you're and born, like the if shadow of that ring. Me, yeah, yeah, you're like. <laughs> but he goes, oh, in six months, a man is coming. You don't know him, but he doesn't mind that you're so strong. That's what the other guy said. Okay. Six months. Maybe it's a thing they say. Right, because he's so old. But and then, homeless and you have a house he's happy about but that but i wasn't necessarily looking for that but i thought it was yeah. very intriguing yeah and then what made me sad was i thought it's santa claus oh you're right six months is christmas i mean it's christmas he doesn't live anywhere he does not live anywhere he doesn't mind that i travel no i mean he travels himself for work he's got an unconventional <laughs> like that's why there's so many babies <laughs> i mean who doesn't love babies santa I, I mean, Santa loves like children. And you know what? He has the soul of a woman. He Santa is Mrs. A, Claus is the woman behind the man. I mean, seriously. He's a woman <laughs> trapped in a man's body. My favorite part about the... the no man <laughs> wants children to sit on his lap all day and to That's reassure the them about their dreams. Oh, right. my God. Yeah. We're taking money from children. Right. So you're going to have an affair with Santa. Is that what's going on? Well, the, then the gay bomb reader goes, he goes... You're bored where you live. You need to move. I go, I oh, kind of do want to move. All right. And he goes, where do you want to move? I go back to New York. He goes, go. He goes, oh my God, go. And he goes, um, you have a guardian angel. And I go, I do. Who is it? Is it someone I know that's dead? Mm. And he goes, Michael Landon. <laughs> I wish. He goes, you were born with them. And I go, well, does everyone have one? He goes, please, honey, look outside. You think the world, <laughs> think everyone in this world is a guardian angel? Oh my God, stop. Like he was so bitchy. Uh, it was the best palm reading ever. Sure. And he put it on CD. So I have, I have the audio. Right. So I might extract it and, and you know, I'll put it on my podcast, but oh. I'll let, I'll let people hear like how it, it was honestly pretty fucking great. He was like, you're pretty lucky. You're kind of one of those people you walk under a ladder and hits the person after you, but Whatever, if you're cool with that. <laughs> oh my God, he's like doing material. He's got like patter. Do you think it was improv or was you trotting out the same lines as he would try on other people? You know what? Like, is it like a cab driver who... I had this cab driver the other night. Shit, How's I'm thinking this? it's not specific to me. Well, it's not because it's like all a con. But, but I, I, love, I, uh, I loved it though. <laughs> oh, you're, you're allowed to love it. It makes me... Like, I'm still feeling good today because of it. Great. Is it going to eventually let me down? Oh, I doubt it. It's entertainment. I don't as long think in six you... months I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Right. As long as you're not one of those people. I feel worse about the ones like your John Edward or whatever who like try to con- who actually convince people they can talk to their, like, you know. No, yeah. No, like, no, I mean, no. all that shit to me feels really manipulative for people who are. But no, it's fucking fun. I've been to tarot readers and it's had fun. my palms read. I feel and like, like there's something about you when you walk in where people can kind of read your essence in three minutes. They repeat well, back to you. I mean, the you reason, are, and then you go, "Great, I am that." Goodbye. The way that it works for anyone who like genuinely cares about it works is most of it's cold reading. Like there was there was this great guy who did this worldwide show like that I went and saw at the Sydney Opera House, and basically he does all those mentalist tricks. You know, the ones where you'll take shit out of your pocket and he'll have known what it was. The stuff where oh, he like yeah, yeah. like read your mind on how like tapes up the faces and does all that and his whole thing is 
all this is stuff that I've learned how to do. You will find it amazing and mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you how I'm doing it, but guess what? This is not magic. This is uh, not blah, blah, blah. And he does. It's an amazing show because yeah. the weird thing is the whole time he's saying to you, this is not magic. I've learned how to do this. You're still but like, you are going, magic. there is no way yeah. you are covering up for magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like the way you're talking about the fact that you're clearly yeah. doing magic Stop and pretending it's not magic. magic. It's clearly magic. That's great. It's like right. excessive uh, wrestling fans. Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, who's you know the the Cosmos guy, the oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 the big American sort of popular scientist. He talks about the idea of like our brains just can't physically um, like you, things that seem like coincidences or things that are like too real to be true. Right. It's just because our brains can't aren't equipped to deal with the ideas and laws of probability and stuff so like that. So we ascribe meaning to yeah. it. It is, yeah, our brain just doesn't quite work in the right way. It's it's fine with me. I had a cab driver recently. Uh Um, Same cab driver. Now, it makes sense. I live in the same neighborhood. I call a cab. Like sometimes, yeah. The the Holly and Hood. So I'm driving to the exact same gig that this guy drove me to last time. Mm -hmm. And for the first half of it, like he's a funny guy. Like he's an old black guy. Mm -hmm. Like maybe like. I'm going to say he's like 70 years old. You know, the exterior of a Clint Eastwood, like the heart of a woman. Wait, no. Will. Wait, Will. Does he really, does he not really live anywhere? Did he mention? He drove a cab. <laughs> I mean, what better definition of someone who's always on the move than someone who drives a cab? He's like this like 70 year old like black mm. guy. And each time he's got me, He's like me driving me to UCB and he used uh-huh. to live in that Hollywood area back in the day where it was all like like hookers and pimps and oh, old yeah. school. So every so both times yeah. he's ended up telling me the same story. And he doesn't remember? Well, he doesn't you... remember me because that's clearly his shtick. So that was what was interesting oh. to me was like you see him go into. It's like when the you first see a time, comic for the second time and you're like, they ripped me off. Right. And then you realize it's an art. Oh, I was like, oh, this is your going to that part of town bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got like material about. God. And it's like, yeah. And it really did. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. So you didn't say anything like, oh, I know. you Heard it. Yeah. <laughs> got it. But right. you should try to get. And you hooked to... up with the wrong one. She was the one in charge of the girls. And then you couldn't hook up with the other ones. Is that what happened? Heard it. <laughs> Is yeah. that what it really happened? Yeah, he had this back in the day. He hooked up with the he hooked up with the the madam. The, the madam. Yeah. So then he couldn't hook up with it because you should uh, try to get him to drive you to like Westwood or Beverly oh, see Hills. Oh, he's got see other local. stories there. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's yeah. your local? Like I fucked, yeah. uh, you know. I'm going to Hermosa. You got any bit about that? <laughs> what about that? I fucked Jay Leno. There's a that's for the inside listener who right. knows there's a comedy club. I fucked him his new every material, Sunday. Material every, yeah, every Sunday, Sunday I fucked him. <laughs> It was the cleanest fucking I'd ever got in oh, my entire life. by the way, just... Uh, did not spend any of the money, though, on... Uh, what did I say was a side note talking about death? Oh, something about death? We said we were talking about it on the porch. Yes. And I said, remind me how that relates back to... To death. Remember we were talking about how, like, your body probably kicks in and helps you die. Right, because we were talking about... Yeah, we were talking about tragedy. And we were talking about the idea that uh, sometimes, you know, in a big tragedy that your body kills you before you... Yeah, body hits but there the was ball. something at the beginning of the podcast ago that relates to this. Yeah. It seemed like such a good idea, but I don't remember. No, I mean, And I either. asked you to remember it, which yeah. is just as dumb as asking myself to. <laughs> Dumber. But, but people Stupider. listening to this will be like, I know what she's referencing, yeah. and we won't. So I'll have right. to email everybody. That's the magic of this podcast. I know, I hate it. Wait, I do have an update on Dave Navarro, but I want to, uh, it's a big deal. 
and it's going to put this whole thing to end. Okay. So we can we don't have to do it now. Let's but not I get to it yet. Let's yeah. learn more about Inni Kamosi. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, he made his first signal, single, single, signal. Both. He does signals mostly. It's, well. it's just a... <laughs> Only certain people get it. Cecil Campbell's signal business <laughs> transitioned into Inikamosi's single releases. So you ask, was he a person who was concerned about, you know, like was he a political yeah, yeah, act that just... That he, yeah, he crossed over with Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Well, his first single... In 1981 was called? 1981? Yep. So his follow-up was 1994? He does work slow. His next one could be, all right. No, no. Well, I don't know how much he did before he comes out stepper, right? But you said his first single in 1981. No, yeah. But we don't know what single Here Comes the Hot Stepper was. I think it's two. (laughs) Well, his first single, Uh World Affairs. Oh. Right. What's it about? Kamozi, okay. Um, Oh, well, it doesn't really say. If it's just about like... (laughs) <laughs> like rooting Elizabeth around. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. What happens over? Yeah, right. Not even his own affairs. In mine, I thought it was like people he'd had sex with on tour, but in yours, he's just like commenting he's on a random. Gossip. He's like, when Paul Hogan left his wife for Linda Kozlowski after the first Crocodile Dundee movie, <laughs> World Affairs. <laughs> Jude like- Law and his babysitter, World Affairs. <laughs> Oh my god! And, and like '81, there was such shit going on. Like right, Reagan was just president. It was like the Cold War was beginning. Right. But he's singing about like Linda Ronstadt had an affair. No one knows who that is. <laughs> That's me. Paula Abdul <laughs> fucked MC Scat Cat. World affairs. He's uh, a uh, second single. Oh. Trouble you, a trouble me. Is it, wait, is it spelled Y-O-U or just you? No, just you. I knew that. (laughs) I should have said it. His self-titled debut album, uh, so-called Inni Kamozi, I imagine, was released in 1984 as a six-track mini LP. Mm. In the album, he notes, he describes himself as pencil thin, disentangled, six-foot vegetarian. Ooh. Yeah. The album included the song World A Music, brackets, out in the streets, they call it Murther. I don't really understand I don't, I don't that. I'm okay. kind of into him. Yeah, all right. Pencils and vegetarians. By, by 1988, however, Kamozi had effectively disappeared from the music scene following lukewarm, lukewarm reactions to his intermittent releases. So, <laughs> so he couldn't hack it. He right. couldn't hack the abuse. Maybe he's like, you know he's what? He's not made of the stuff we're made right. of. So this is in 88. 88, they're like, we're done with you, Kamosi. Yeah. Your time is fucking done. What was happening in 88 in music, like worldwide? It was, okay, it was um, pre-Nirvana, you know, smells yeah, like Teen no, it's Spirit. Be, it's, well, it's definitely before that. It's but like it's George Michael, maybe? George Michael's happening, Michael Jackson, yeah. Madonna, of course, The Smiths, if you're going that way, The Cure, uh-huh. you know, yeah. that's all happening. R.E.M. Top hits of 1988. Let's run through them. Okay. Uh, this is what he's up against. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> After World Affairs watch, and I YouTube count, or whatever. I want to count down. Let's go with like, <laughs> let's go with like from 20 back to one. Best, okay. Like biggest hits of, we'll enjoy this because we have similar music taste, I think. So I think that we'll have, anyway, whatever. Will I, will I be able to, okay, yeah, go. Uh, oh, number 20. Here's a name from the past. Uh, Taylor Dane. I'll always love you. Do you remember that I'll song? I'll always love you. No, I was going to say tell yeah. it like it is. I'll always love you, meaning 
the cover that everyone no, does? No, not I will always love you. That is I no. will always oh, love you. Oh, this is abbreviated. I'll, I'll always, always love, you. love what you. is What is, how does that it go? It was Taylor Dane. No one cares. Okay. Your time's done, Taylor. Her Wikipedia page wouldn't say. No, but you know the big Tig Notaro like made her famous again. What? That's a whole thing. We'll talk about okay. it off mic. All right. Because right. uh, everyone knows it already. Number 19, one of the greatest, and when I say greatest, I'm going to put my arm in the air to signal to you that I'm not entirely sincere about the fact greatest. Uh, Def Leppard. Do you remember Def Pour Leppard? Some sugar on me? Pour some sugar on me. I didn't like that song and that separated me. In the me. name of love. <laughs> oh, is it parentheses? No. But oh, it's is. just the whole title. Yeah, pour some sugar on me. No, no, I just had oh, no, it in the name of love. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was a big uh, uh, eighth grade dance song and I no. was like, this is not for me. No. I wasn't quite punk yet, but I knew something was right. happening. You, you knew you weren't Def Leppard. I knew I didn't like this. Right. Yeah. Drummer only had one arm. Uh, yeah. Num- now I respect. Number 18. Give me the band, I'll tell you the song. Or give me... Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Do you remember The Escape Club? This was a great song. I used to love this song. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear it, but I don't want to bore the audience. Wild Wild West. Yes, I knew Wild it was that. Wild West. <laughs> wild Wild West, right? Wild West. That's their only hit, yeah. right? Oh, the Escape Club. They were probably like their yeah. manager was like, "Hey, Culture Club's doing things. Yeah. Do you have anything similar? Escape Club. Cool. It has the word club. Beautiful. Uh, S Club Seven. Uh, all right, White Snake. Do you remember uh, what? I didn't like that either. It was Is this love? Happened. I don't really know what's that. I'm not a big white snake fan. It's bad. Uh, seasons changed by expose. I don't even know I that didn't song know that. at all. This is okay. all like No, no, yeah, I'm gonna get we to some, cool I'm gonna get to we some ones cool. that you would know. Here we go. Uh, in fifteenth spot, fifteenth biggest song of nineteen eighty eight. Power of Love, Huey Lewis, no. Billy Ocean? Oh, get into my car, get out of my dreams. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Oh, what did I say? Yeah. Get out of my car. Get no, you were like, get into my car, That's get the out of my dreams. version. Get out of my car. Get into my dreams. No, you said, get into my car, get out of my dreams, oh. which just the wrong way around. You're both, you and wait, Billy wait, Ocean wait. are trying to achieve the same thing. Wait, what did he He's say? He's just saying, hey, get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Get into my and car. And what did I say? Get out of my car? You're like, get into my car. <laughs> get out, get of, my out car. of my dreams. That's more, that's a woman's like right. more proactive. But also it sounds a bit more like you're giving them a lecture. Well, he's just more like, hey, I love you so much. Get out of my dreams where I'm dreaming yeah, of get you. get into my car. And into my car That's in real life. That's between men and women right, right there. Where you're like, hey, get in the car <laughs> and fucking stop fucking up my dreams. Get out of my fucking it's, dreams. Oh my God. And get into the fucking car. We, we to, are late. <laughs> this is the difference between men and women right there. Right. If everything sounds like a lecture coming from us, yeah. we mean the same thing. Right. <laughs> We're both trying to just get you out of We're my dreams and get into like, our oh, car. I'm sorry that I... Everyone's s- doing it differently. Very passive I'm aggressive. sorry I snapped. Right. Uh, in 14th place in 1988, <laughs> Cheap Trick. Oh, Cheap Trick? Yeah. It's not Surrender. No. It was not a ballad. Fine. You would have... I wouldn't know it. The Flame by Cheap Trick. No, I only... I will be the flame. I'm not a singer. I don't even recognize that. The That's nothing to do with you. Oh, really? I, I think I only... I no, stopped it live at Budokan with, okay. with Cheap Trick. No. All right. Uh, I don't remember anything for you by Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. I do. But I enjoy... It's not great. But, but I enjoy the Miami Sound Machine. <laughs> oh, totally. It was a whole machine, you know, that took up almost the entire city of Miami. But I, I would... <laughs> you don't know that, but there was a machine. And for a long time, you couldn't visit there. And it was 88. Uh, you couldn't visit. 
And people were pretty pissed. <laughs> Only Gloria Estefan. Yeah, no, she <laughs> sat on top of the right. machine. It was like a nuclear reactor. Right. That was like, that was the end of the Cold War. She had, she was in charge of the machine. Uh, did you hear the Americans have a Miami sub machine? Uh, no, I don't know that one. All right, all right. what else? Uh, Terrence Trent <gasps> Oh, I still listen to this song all the time. It's either Sign Your Name yeah. or Wishing Well. Wishing Well. Wishing Well. It's so good. Number tw- His wishing- stuff is fucking sexy music. Wishing Kids. Will could still be, that could be a oh show God, title for me. that's your next right? show. Um, it has to be like, about your escapades. Though. You know that Terence Trent D'Arby was also <laughs> once the lead singer of In Excess after Michael Hutchins died. I didn't, but that would be yep. a fucking great call. He sounds yep. just like him. He was for a while. Uh, all right. Okay. In uh, number 11, uh, George Michael. Now, this is a weird song for George Michael. I know. It's not Freedom 11. 90 no, just yet. it's not. It's not Monkey. No. It's not I Want Your Sex. No. It's a weird one that wasn't a big it's a, hit. It's a weird one. What's number for 11? That day. It's not waiting no, for that it's day. It's called uh, Faith. Father figure. One more try. <gasps> I love that song. Teacher, <laughs> there are things. Right. That's pretty good. That, like, that I don't number want 11. Sh- to oh, learn. Okay. <laughs> and the last one I had made me cry. That's pretty good, right? Right, okay. yeah. Now I'm going to have to pay George Michael, oh, though. I don't want to learn to own you, don't you. No, you don't. I sing along to, like, music on my podcast, and no right. one's done anything. I know it's not popular, but I'm just saying. All I'm you're saying, not get well, in you know what? And the other thing is, George Michael likes to smoke a lot of pot. He can come over and smoke pot with me. And that park where he, like, got Gets arrested blown. is just, like, literally <laughs> yeah. down the road from here. So. Act like you're going to blow him, then I'll yeah. distract him. Uh, all right. So one more try. Number 11. Now we're, in, the yum. Oh, what? we're into the number 10 uh number 10 on the list um I, I, and i just need to point out just because i've just flicked down number 21 was man in the mirror by michael jackson so you're in the right uh father figure Wait, by, pause fa- on that okay did a doug benson interruption uh-huh. three years ago at largo maybe drank a little too much <laughs> at the end of the show insisted on letting I'm like, so Doug was like, thanks for coming out. I'm like, can I just sing Man in the Mirror to the audience until people who want to leave can leave? And he was like, yep. I mean, I guess. I mean, and then uh, I just sang it acapella for five minutes. And it was pretty much the greatest moment of my life. Sadly, someone recorded it. I think it's somewhere out there. All right, we'll check that out. Anyway. Uh, So you're in the right... You're in the right area. You're in the era of Phil Collins' groovy kind of love at number 29. You're in the era of wait, Where Do Broken Hearts Go by Whitney Houston. But wait, well, I no, we no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, Don't Worry, Be Happy was the 37th biggest song. That's bad. Of 1988. That's so bad. here we go. We're into the big top 10. But we, yeah, top 10. Okay. Steve Winwood. <gasps> uh, this girl in my uh, jazz class did a solo to it. Um, say it. Just say the first Roll. word. Roll with it, baby. Roll with it. Roll with it. No oh, baby. Roll with the baby is but, a fifty song. Uh, breathe. Do you remember breathe? I don't even the remember band breathe. breathe. No. No. What it was that song? Hands to heaven. I, I have oh, no memory of that song. You would know it if you heard it. Okay. Um, but I can't sing it. Yeah. Uh, number eight. I'm just going to roll through this again because it, it, who cares? Could have been by Tiffany. Was number eight. That's bad. Yeah. Number seven. Belinda Carlisle. 
Do you remember any Belinda Carlisle songs? Yeah. Ooh, Probably this one. Baby, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. Heaven is a place on earth. I was just getting old enough to be like cringe, yeah. cringing at shit. Number six, Whitney Houston's so emotional. Don't care, don't know. Here we I go. I get so emotional, baby. Oh, is that what Every it is? time I think. Have some respect for our pop stars who die in bathtubs. I was never. Anyway, whatever. Neither was I, but she died in a bathtub. And she Number five. Here we go. This is the top five songs of <laughs> 1988. Everyone's tuned out. Number five. They're already looking for the Doug Benson recording. Guns and Roses. Oh, wait. Uh, Paradise City. Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, I hated Sweet Child of Mine. Hated. Number right. Number four. Bring on the hate mail. Number four. Bigger song than Sweet Child of Mine by Guns and Roses in 1988. Paradise City. Rick Astley. Never gonna give you up. Correct. That's number four song. song. That's a good song. Number three. George Harrison. I got my mindset on you. Right. Correct. Yep. Number two. Terrible song. Australian band. Number two. In excess. The aforementioned In excess. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, they're in, they're Australian. I never knew that. You didn't know that In excess are Australian. Nope. Uh, it's that it's that emotional one that all the girls loved. Um, please wait. No. No, 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 no. Not New Sensation, which is my one of my top ten favorite songs on earth. Right. I think you're talking about the song Never Tear Us Apart, yeah. right? Never Tear Us Apart. Which da, came in na, at... Na, na. That's number two? Number 95. Oh, what's number two list. in excess? New Sensation? Number two by In Excess, Need You Tonight. Was oh, the I didn't number like that two. one that much. Well, there you go. And the number one song of 1988. Can I guess? Yes. Can you tell me if it's a man or woman? I will tell you it's a man. Can you tell me if it's rock and roll or more pop? I will say that this song is, oh, I'm going to say it's like pop rather than rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so it's not a Michael Jackson. That's Your answer gave me that. And it's definitely not like a Guns N' Roses. So it's probably Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis and the News Perfect World came in at number 64. Okay, so what is number one? I can't Dirty guess. Diana by Michael Jackson was number 61. What's number one? Sign Your Name by Terence Trent D'Arby was That's number so 58. I love that you did the apostrophe. <laughs> What's number one? Devil Inside by In Excess was number 46. That's a good one. Monkey by George Michael I was number Monkey. 45. Oh, this is a great year for me. Yep. Uh, Kokomo by The Beach Boys was at Kokomo. number 42. Uh, number 41, just ahead of Kokomo. By the Beach Boys, Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. Um, I don't like them either. Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bangles at number 35. Uh, Richard Marks' Endless Summer Nights came in at uh, number 31. Love Bites by Def Leppard at number 30. Never liked any of that shit. No. Father Figure by George Michael at uh, number 27. What is number one? You're Robert Palmer's Simply Irresistible. Oh, that was the worst. Isn't as parodied on my uh, end of world poster, Will Anderson's Simply Irresistible, which is my poster. Oh my God, I didn't even wall. notice that. I'm staring right at it. Uh, James Fosdyke, who does all my posters, did that for my birthday. It's the poster of my last ever show. It's a parody of Robert Palmer's Simply Irresistible. Oh, I totally see it now. Uh, the number one song of 1988 was by the aforementioned uh, hand job in a park up by George the road Michael? here. George Michael. All right, Michael. wait, 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 wait. I want your sex. Monkey. What is it? Faith. Well, I guess it would be nice. It's yep. Faith. It's Faith. It's Faith by such George a Michael. Good song. That is a great song. Great Baby. song. Baby. 
Wait. <laughs> I can't sing the whole thing that people love when I sing. <laughs> Worst podcast ever. All right. So this was the year that Kamozi in 88. He's up against a fucking <laughs> like, lot. There's like, some... Not only up against legendary right. music, but all the people who made it powerhouses are fucking legends. Not only right. because of what they've done, but what they behaved like. Yeah. We've got George Michael in the park getting blown. Right. We've got Michael Jackson molesting kids, right. taking a propofol, dying. Uh-huh. Whitney Houston, as we said, dying yeah. in the bathtub. Uh, maybe the Bengals, I don't know what they did, but uh, Belinda Carlisle had some drug problems. Right. Uh, in excess, he hung himself well, masturbating with a belt. I mean, exactly. all kinds of shit's happening. Right. This guy's just trying to keep Andy it Kamozzi. real. A couple reggae songs. Right. Even Don't Worry, Be Happy ended up being a credible song for that guy because he had, what, he had Billy Crystal and Robin Williams in the video. Right. Okay. All right. He's up against the So wall. in 88, Kamozi <laughs> has founded his own label. Releasing a compilation album. That's his gone. This is what people need. They need a compilation album. Of what, the stuff. four songs he did three years earlier? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. In 1994, this is Kamozi's year. You're done, dude. It's grunge. Yeah. And You're just, done. Just for the record, I'm going to... He's done now, in 94. I'm now going to Google because I enjoyed that so much. I'm going to Google biggest hits of 1994. And just see wh- yeah. how the landscape has changed. Oh, it's to- I'm telling you right now, it's it's whole Nirvana, the Breeders, right? Let's just uh, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, right? So we'll sk- carry. Just okay. for the record, though, just because I I'm just flipped onto this page, just to give you some sense, it isn't all gold in '94. Uh, at number 38, for example, the first thing that caught my eye was uh, I would do anything for love brackets, but I won't do that by Meatloaf. Um, that's true, because do you remember um, when Nirvana won, uh, like, they won some, like, best something at the MTV Awards, and there were these really cheesy people introducing them. It was, like, a woman in, like, a leopard print, like, bustier, and she, they clearly were reading all the names of the type of people they hang out with that, that were nominated, and it was, like, blah, 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 and it was, like, the winner, Nirvana, and then she and these other people had to act, like, oh, exciting, but they could tell, like, they were, like, these weird punks, like, they were, like, oh, and then they ran up on stage and like made a mess of the whole thing. And right. it was like that weird year where like pop and that, even though real punks would say it wasn't, but you know, worlds were colliding. I hear. In 94. Just for the record, Richard Marks was still going strong. Oh, uh, wherever you go. Now and forever. Oh, no, that's, that's oh, not no, that. That's that was right that. here waiting for you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, here we go. Uh, oh, and this was the year that number 32 biggest song of uh, 1994 was Michael Bolton's Said I Love You, dot, 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 but I lied. Oh, uh, my God. I didn't know he was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that he had a song like that. That is like a terrible title for a song, isn't it? Well, Said I him, Love You, image, dot, yeah. dot, dot, but I lied. He would never lie. I thought that was what we relied on him for. Right. I actually think that song is... I don't want to Google a Michael but Bolton for the men, song. But for, for the women but, out there who love him, the men in their life do that to them. They, they listen to Michael to, no, to but the I think, theme of a better world. But I think there's a twist in this tale. Oh, that like if meaning, I remember, it's like, it's almost like, I, but I love you. Um, I, he lied I, for a good here's reason. Here's what I'm actually going to do. Her. I'm going to have to look up the lyrics. Because okay, I no, no, look it up, that. please. I'll, right. I'll, I'll uh, distract them. With Here we go. Okay. You are the candle, loves the flame. Oh. A fire that burns... Actually, to be honest, You Are the Candle Loves the Flame says, essentially, eventually, love is going to destroy you. 
Yeah, you're, you're a, wax. You're a candle. Yeah. And you're I've set you on fire. You're easily and eventually burning you will and melt, meltable. And I will replace you by something that smells better. I'll have to scrape you off my table with an ice cube and a butter knife. Or my maid will. <laughs> you are the candle loves the flame, a fire that burns through wind and rain. Doesn't quite rhyme, wow. but I get your point. And also, like, a fire doesn't burn through rain. It sure doesn't. I've does seen not. candles on not the decks out here in West Hollywood during the Shine Christmas. your light on this heart of mine till the end of time. Again, mine you and time don't rhyme. And also, you that... can't do that if it's just a candle. Right. If it's like a really Let's call her a battle. lighthouse or something, or like some sort of the sun. Maybe. The sun. You're the sun. Call me the sun. Then call I'll me the sun. You. All right. Yeah. What? What? You came to me like the dawn through the night, just shining like the sun. Oh, here we go. He's brought the sun. That sounds in eventually. annoying, though. So you came to me like the dawn through the night. Oh yeah. So you, you woke, woke me up me early. Up in the you woke me up. You stupid fucking candle. You're like a dog. <laughs> Seriously, I'm trying to sleep here. Hey, do you want to get breakfast? What are we doing? Hello? Are you awake? I'm no wonder he's... I'm just... A, what are you doing? Hi. No Hi. wonder he said he loved her, but he lied. <laughs> she was fucking annoying. Waking him up early in the morning and melting. <laughs> Not being... <laughs> All right. Um, out of my dreams and into my... Car. <laughs> no, heart. Wait, shut up. He said that? Wait, everyone stop. Did he say out of my dreams and into my life? Life. Out How of my... dare he change a lyric eight years later? Six years later, you fucking hack. It doesn't even rhyme. Well, neither does Carr. Uh, he's rhymed. Out of my dreams into my seams. No. <laughs> That's like a, sexy, at least. That's like a pants reference. You could sell that at Venice Beach. Oh, you you know could have I some could. t-shirts that say, get out of my dreams get into my and seams. into my seams with and an arrow. It's like a, yeah, it's like an arrow. <laughs> yeah. but, all right, don't anyone right. steal that because I'm going to do it. Uh, copyright, Jen Kirkman. Um, out of my dreams and into my life, you are the one, you are the one. Not you are my wife? No. Okay, well, that would rhyme and be nicer. Said I loved you, but I lied. Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 9-11, 3,000 people died. No. <laughs> what if he just predicted that? <laughs> <laughs> We've finally discovered it. Like, hang on, What? Can you imagine if we were just reading this and it says brackets inaudible and then somebody's written in 9-11, 3,000 people died. What? Hang on. What? <laughs> Why did I just say that? It's, all right, what did it really say? What did it really say? <laughs> it's like the best thing ever. Said I love you but I lied. Because this is more than love I feel inside. Oh, you fucking gave me the, gave old, me the old twister, twister root. The old... But what if I'm already out the door by then? I said I loved you, but I lied. Hey, or wait, there's more. No, <laughs> and I'm in the elevator. Goodbye. And then he keeps calling, but he right. can't call my He's cell because like, there isn't one in right. 94. And there's no reception like no. in the garage anyway. Those, Even if there was one, you go car phone at best. Car phone with a the, pager. With the, He's paging you. Yeah, and I'm like, forget it. No, but I've got a, a switcheroo. It's more than more than love. Okay. Said I loved you, but I lied because this is more than love I feel inside. Said I loved you, but I was wrong because a love could never, ever feel so strong. Strong. Song. Long. With all my soul, long. I've tried to invite. <laughs> now, here's my schlong. <laughs> it would be better if you just said that. But anyway, go on. <laughs> Said I loved you, but I was wrong. Could you please touch my schlong? 
Hang on, weird. It's weird that you put that off the line about 9-11. <laughs> like, a lot of people had sex to cope with like it. All over the <laughs> he place. Was, <laughs> he predicted 9-11, then he got super <laughs> he horny. Got like, God, that took a lot out of me. <laughs> right. Woo, right. Someone's going to touch my schlong. So, the top 10 songs of uh, 1994. Okay. Let's get to it. Is there a game somehow? If you give me the first letter of the band and I'll tell you the song. I'm going to give you clues. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to just give a couple of random shout outs. Number 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, okay, I'll, well, let's practice it to see if this is a thing that we can do. Um, this was a song that was from a, it was by a popular um, uh, British artist. Okay. Uh, who plays the piano. Mm-hmm. And it was from a movie. Okay, it's Elton John. Yes. And uh, it's his other candle in the wind thing. About It's from a movie. Oh, it's a Lion King thing. Yeah. But I don't know it. Can you feel the love tonight? Okay, can you feel... Oh, that was 94. Wow, that yeah. was a long time ago. That was 20 years ago. Right. Here we are in our 20-year Twi- reunion Well, because we're, we're, we're only 14 days away from the... <laughs> 20 years of Kamozi. Izzy Kamozi or yeah. whatever. From the hot step Isaac coming. Morozki. Right. Cecil Campbell or whatever his name was. What's the designer? Isaac Mizrahi. That's what I'm thinking of. You know who I'm talking about. He does stuff for Target. Sure. It's not like you don't have to be like fancy to know him. Okay. All right, go ahead. Can you feel... All right, I didn't know All that right. song. Um, at number 14, What a Man by Salt and Pepper. Fucking greatest song. Listen to it in my car the other day. Uh, can I before? Okay, I know this has been an episode what where we've man, looked up a lot of song lyrics, right. but I'm gonna go again. Is it the worst episode ever? It's gonna no, the get best. good at the end when people hear my fucking story. And just for the record, what's the story you're telling at the end? How I'm ending this Dave Navarro thing early oh, yeah, that's and the good. fucking right. news I have. No, no, we need to get to that. But, but what I need to explain to you is it's still a terrible episode. No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. No. Uh, well, because of all the like if, crazy shit we talked about before, and I know every episode starts with you telling the guest. Anyway, we just had the greatest right. conversation. No, but this is great. I, I I've loved this. Okay. Well, this is to but, me. If, if clean- there are people sitting at home <laughs> who don't enjoy this, then I don't understand you. Well, let me tell you. In case all anyone's the like, best- fuck this, I'll tell you something I told Will outside. <clears throat> okay. I had an affair in Ireland. My God, are you bringing this up now? Yeah, oh, he's right, pouring. Will just pours me one. I didn't bring that up before because I no, thought well, that was no, an unfair no, no. conversation. I, I, I had one. I didn't. I mean, Will knows details. When you say an affair, details. by the way, you need to point out that you didn't have an affair. An affair implies Cheating. that you had sex with someone who was in a relation, like in a relationship. Oh, and it also implies sex, and I didn't have sex. Right. No, I just had a little. So hookup. you've got to stop saying that you had an affair because it implies that you've had sex with a, like a World married affairs. stranger. Okay, right. well. Izzy Mamraki knows, or Imzi Nanaki, or whoever this person is. What's his name? <laughs> Nelly. Have you heard of World Affairs? Because that's what an American Any girl did. Any Kamozi. would understand. Then I Kamozi. went to Dublin and I had a little right. rendezvous. Yeah. But uh, it was a world affair. Right. It was a tiny little. It was yeah. a leprechaun. <laughs> Now you're... Found your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Let me tell you one thing. I don't want to get involved in this discussion because you're being racist. Exactly. And I've already offended the whole city of Dublin. And just for the record, I don't want to be racist to any of our Irish listeners. I love Ireland. To be sure. To be sure. I don't really love it. But um, anyway, but I grew up in Boston, so... I had a friend ask me the other night, seriously? um, What? Is the song Shoop by Salt and Pepper about sex? The best song sex? ever. Yes. Well, I, it makes me want to shoop. I understand that as bowling. It makes I, me want to. 
I understand that as well, Jam. But at the time, I was in a place where I could not look up the lyrics to oh, oh, you mean not recently this happened? No, this happened recently, but because I still have this like stupid like burner phone that I can't look up the internet on because I still have... You have what? That what? Do you not know this? I'll, I'll show you I don't my... know what you just said. Hang on, all right, hang on. Boda? Get what did you say? Burner. Burner? Burner. Burner. A burner. Did you watch the no, I didn't. Don't get mad at me about The Wire. Did you read my book? The first page is about don't fucking tell me to watch The Wire. <laughs> I, I relate it to people bugging me about not having kids. So, um, Will has a flip phone right now in front of me. This is, it's like, oh my God, it's like that's, that's your phone? That's my phone. I've seen you with an iPhone. Over yeah, that's there. my Australian phone. That's my Australian iPhone. I have an so iPhone. So, who calls in you with that? Only Australians? Australians. And this is like my American phone. And they call it a burner phone because, like, all the drug dealers in the wire would have these sort of phones and they just oh. use them for a bit and then they'd just them. So, what do you use it for? Well, I got it when I first came over here and I've been meaning to replace it, but I just haven't got around to it yet. So, and you blah, need blah, blah, blah. so do you use so it just I can't, to call people? Yeah, you to call, call people. Your agent or whatever? Call people or to, like, text someone. Like, if you ever get a text from me and it's... I don't like have a, your number. Okay, well, you've never got a text from me. Oh, that's the reason, because it takes me 20 minutes to write a text on this, because it's a phone from oh God, 1994. This is so upsetting. This is a phone from an Inikomozi film clip. Our friendship is fake. I don't even know you have a phone. Right. No, I did. I did. I think you did give me your American number one time, but it, right. it, you wrote it weird, and I couldn't understand. Okay, so that's your phone, and so... Right, so what, I can't look up the internet. This? Oh, you don't get so, internet on that. Okay. So my point is, when I was having this discussion with this person, right. I couldn't actually look up the lyrics Now, couldn't to... they on their phone? You've, you know what? That's a very good point. Did I just reveal something I shouldn't have or something? No, you know what it was? I think that I was the only one who wanted to look up the lyrics. Got it. So they were probably <laughs> like, if I don't reveal right. that I have an iPhone, yeah. we'll fucking end this right. right now. Exactly. But Will's super into it. And now, actually, I should get my phone out because now the conversation is how he can't look it up. Right. And I'm trying to get out of here. Who Correct. was this person? <laughs> was so, it a man or woman? It was a woman. Oh, she was just like, let's get the D going. Who was it? Just the girl. What? Who was it? Was it was a girl. It was a girl. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to read you some was lyrics. Was it a world and we'll affair? See. It was a world affair, yes. Uh, all right. I already forget what we were going to Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Again on my own. Here I go again on my own. No, this is the start of Shoop by Salt and Pepper. Oh, yeah. Here I go, here I go, here, here I, I go, go again. again. Girls, what's my weakness, man? Men. All right, now. Chilling, chilling. Minding my business. A fella comes around and then a fella in a business. Yo, Salt, I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I swear I stared my niece, my witness. Ooh. Is this the one that was like, oh, I thought it was my knees, my witness, meaning her no. knees buckled. So, Is that the one? No, not you. The bow-legged one. Oh, he's sexy. Oh, no, that's yeah. Shoop. Yeah. I'm making one Shoop. Shoop. Oh, my God. The song is so right. good. Okay. okay. Anyway. anyway, that's not what we're about. So here we go. Top 10 songs of 1994. I just made the podcast the worst one ever. You're about to reveal an great. international affair and I start singing Shoop. No, I'm into it. So number 10. Uh, here's a band that you wouldn't have heard of a lot lately, but they're number 10 and number nine on mm -hmm. this. Um, let's, okay. So their, their name of their band kind of has an internal rhyme in it. Internal rhyme. Okay. Yeah. So the first word rhymes with the last word. So like, okay. um, you know, the, like, uh, trees for knees or something. Good example. Okay. <laughs> no or yes. <laughs> Is it or not? Uh, Ace of Bass. Oh, Ace of Base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw the sign. No. No? 
No. That's the only song I know by them. Right. So, Ace of Bass had a good year in 1994. This is what I'm going to tell you. So, in number 10, Don't Turn Around by Ace of Bass. I don't even remember that song. I only know the song, but it's not that. Don't turn around. Uh uh. Number nine, I remember though. I definitely remember the number nine song. All That She Wants. Do you remember that? Oh, that, that she, she wants, wants is another, another baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Who's that by? Ace of Base. Really? So they had number 10 and number nine Ace Holy of Base. Holy shit. Good for them. Right? Okay. Talk about having a good year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like two of the biggest songs in the world. What the fuck's happening Could with Ace of Base like, these days? they separate it? Like comedians wouldn't put two specials out in one year. <laughs> Imagine if you put two five-minute bits out in one year and it made a big deal. <laughs> it's so much easier they to They should have musician. the top 10 single like, I, don't, I have so many musician right. friends and they argue me on this shit. It's so much fucking easier to be a musician. Like you release a special a year and that's a big deal for a day. Right. And these hits live on for weeks and weeks and it's like imagine you put Comedians a should release bit. singles. That's we what you're saying. five-minute bit, yeah. Just bits. And they can have charts at the so end of the year. So you could be on the chart twice. Right. Yeah, I love Jen Kirkman's this bit. Easier. I oh, love thanks. that Irish affair bit. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a bit until people bootlegged it off of uh, faux fop. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, it, number eight. It's a super group. Super. <clears throat> it's three of the biggest stars of the time. Uh, so one of the Beatles. It's well, no, but you're in this sort of right sort of zone. Uh, so three of the biggest stars of the time. It was a song, I believe, from a soundtrack of the movie Robin Hood. Or like oh, I wouldn't Whatever know. it was. Yeah, but I know Peter Cetera or something. Brian Adams. Yeah, it was like Rod that. Stewart. Yeah. That. And Sting. Yeah, that world. It was called All for Love. Do you remember yeah, that song? Uh, yeah, I didn't like that stuff. I was well into like screaming punk at this point. Number seven, Breathe Again by Tony Braxton. I don't know. That now... Is this making sense to you as an Australian? Like, did you have music in most, Australia that, that wasn't Most this? of these songs are kind of the songs that we heard as okay. well. Number poor six. Uh-huh. Now, this is a, like an indie artist. Like an indie artist was from the um, soundtrack to, I think, Reality Bites. Did you? you, you oh, I saw you the movie. Reality sure. Bites, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It had kind of like a, you know, kind of cool soundtrack for the time she was an indie artist she wore glasses oh lisa low but lisa low yeah, yeah 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 brackets oh, i missed you stay i missed you okay, lisa yeah, love sure yeah so there you go she's around again and is she well no i know her as a person because her husband like works on conan or something right. like she's like a you know cool chick and stuff but so, I, I don't know if her music is if she's still have you music. seen the movie hot tub time machine i haven't actually i Turned out Charlie and I, Charlie who, you know, that Charlie I'm from the podcast. Permanently. Yeah. yeah. So Charlie and I, he, we were talking about the best uh, time travel movies of all time the other day. And he was talking to him about Hot, hot Tub uh, Time Yes, I heard this episode right? and you were like, what the fuck? That's not true. Because he doesn't think Back to the Future is a good one or something. No, he thought that um, Hot Tub Time Machine was better than Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, that's not true. There's no so, way. And I haven't seen it, but, but there's no fucking Well, way. but here's what occurred to me when I was having that conversation with him. And this is an insight to the listeners. I'm having this conversation with Charlie and he's describing scenes from that movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always assumed that I've seen Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Oh, so because cool. when I was in Montreal the other day, I had like this day and I had my gala that night and I had just relaxed during the day and I went, fuck it, I'm going to rewatch Hot Tub Time Machine and see if Charlie's right. And it turns out I wasn't rewatching it. 
I oh, was never seen watching it. What, it. what do you think you had seen? I just, just assumed I'd seen it. Oh, like, so you know, sometimes you just like... read about it. Yeah, yeah, but I had never seen it. Is it better than Bill and Ted's? No, no it's not he's an idiot. Yeah, he's but wrong. then I watched the trailer for Hot Tub Time Machine 2 because one of the premises is that... Oh, there's already a 2? Well, there's a sequel coming out soon. Oh, okay. And one of the premises is that one of the characters who's in a band goes back in time and essentially does uh, Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas at this oh, gig. Yeah. Right, so in the second one, mm-hmm. like he's now writing everybody's, like all his songs are other people's songs. And Got in it. the trailer, the song he's singing is Stay, brackets, I Missed You by Lisa Love. Oh, so there weird. you are. So yeah, it's a weird kind of punchline. So the 90s are coming back. Right. Number five. Mm-hmm. She's a superstar diva. Superstar it's diva. It's Madonna. No, even more diva maybe not as big a superstar but she'd think she was a bigger superstar black? i don't really know mariah carey correct <laughs> 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 number um, five is a song give me the first letter of the of h the song. or h depending on where you went give to me school. the second letter e third letter ah uh, heroic act <laughs> would you like the fourth letter mm-hmm. oh Hero. Yes. <laughs> but all... no, but it's hero, but I don't know it. What is it? Yes, you do. Hero. hero. No, I don't and know then it. my hero comes along. No, I don't know it. Give me strength to carry <laughs> right. it's There's like, like weird the most... gaps that you know that I don't. I was busy like. Hero by. I was busy it's a like. a terrible song, but you can't like. behind the school. Yeah, but like that You're song's been played. You're like, oh, I'm trying to be American. I'm. I'm Have you ever it. watched a sports montage in your life? Not really. Okay, well, that's probably Except why. when the Red Sox won the World Series. Yeah. Well, that I bet they had some slow motion footage of like shit happening to Mariah Carey. No, we Carey's. play Aerosmith for that. Okay, Thank love you. it in an elevator. <laughs> you just play Sweet Emotion and keep going. All right. Number four, another diva. The other diva from across the border. Across the border? Yeah, across the border. What's across the border from Canada? America? Oh, Canada? my heart will go on. No, but... Is it Celine Dion? Yes, it is Celine Dion. I don't know any other The Power of the that. Dream. I don't know what that is. It sounds right. stupid. Like a Tony Robbins seminar. Now, what I love about the top three songs, none of these bands are around anymore. And and what none of them were what anyone you were hanging out with in 94 was listening to. No. You weren't like, dude, do you got Power of the Dream? Oh, shit, I got Hero. Let's trade. Right. Like none of that was happening. So, here they are. Okay. In number three, and two of the top four bands, by the way, also have numbers in their name. No shit. Okay, like, so I thought I was predicting it was going to be Nirvana, Hole, The Readers. I was no. totally wrong. Okay. Uh, in number three, they have Roman numerals in their name, if what? that is helpful at all. It's no. a, They also have an incorrectly spelt word. They were like a doo-wop band almost, like a... They were like a black boy band, essentially. But they were oh, men. Boys to men? Boys to men. And the two was spelled in Roman numerals. I didn't know if that. You don't remember. Boys with Z. And boys with a Z. Boys with a Z. Was, um, two with Roman numerals and men. Was Lance Bass in that? No. That no, was black group. They were black guys. Okay, okay. I'll Make Love to You was their song. Oh, oh, I'll yeah, make I know that, yeah. You. I knew it like from yeah. later. Okay. Then, I don't remember this song at all. All four, all four one. Four with the numeral form. Sure. I swear. No, I don't. Not I swear. 
Maybe that Wait, is, is that. the band called All for One? All for One. Yeah, yeah. The song was called, I swear by the moon and the stars and the sun. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be there. there. Yeah, he'll be there. Right. They'll all uh, yeah. be there. All of them. Right, yeah. I mean, no wonder Nirvana and all those bands came along in this era of oh my terrible, God. terrible music. It's and amazing they kicked that off the, the charts. The number though. one sign. Michael Jackson, black or white? Ace of Bass. I saw the, the sign. sign. And my niece. Number one song of 1994. I'm, what am I, about to turn 40. My niece is 27. That was her favorite song when she was 13 or something. And I was like, you've got to get into good music. Like, I was playing her Zeppelin. And I'm like, just please. And it turns out she gave up on all that shit she liked. Ace of Bass. Now she laughs at it. She loves Zeppelin. Right. But now she goes to see Skrillex. I'm like, oh, I didn't fucking influence you at all. <laughs> okay. What was? Uh-huh. Just to see if you've been paying attention. I have. What was? Are you going to quiz me what number something was? The number 85 song of 1994. You never told me. This is the worst podcasting ever. I'm literally going to leave. <laughs> what are you talking about? You never said, Jen, hey, wait, 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 wait. I feel like I can do this. Say it again. What was what? What was the number 85 song yeah. of the year 1994? Did you tell me before? I've not read it out of this list, but if you've been listening to anything we've talked about in the podcast, you may be able to have a tiny little guess at it. Is it one of the artists that already is on there? Yeah. Well, no, but it's an artist that has been a George Michael. Aforementioned. George Michael, 94. Is it George Michael? It is not George Michael. Is it Michael Michael Jackson? It is not Michael Jackson. Is it Whitney Houston? The number 85 song. Wait, tell me the band. I'll tell you the song. No, because it'll give it all away. Tell me the type of music. Jamaican reggae. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. It's still on the charts. Oh, UB40 Red Wine. The number 85 song of 1994 was Here Comes the Hot Stepper by Any Close. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Everyone listening was screaming that. Um, and I it's love. not that I haven't been listening, it's that no, it I was know. so obvious. I understand. That. And I'm not. Now I just sound like I'm blaming you, like, oh, it was too obvious. Right. I'm a fucking asshole. So that stayed on the charts for six years? No, it came out in 94. That's why we were looking up 94, remember? But then we went back to 88. 88 was when shit went wrong for Indy Kamosi. And then he came God, back in 94 oh with God, Here Comes the Hot Stepper. worst guest ever? Are you mad? Wait, this legitimately is One of my favorite mad? podcasts I've ever done. <laughs> no, it's not true. So let's, <laughs> let's find out Ooh, what happens to so Indy Kamosi. So he came out in 94. He started at 85. And then did he go up higher ever? No, this is his, like, this, we're now in the fucking era of Kamozi. Okay, so when he how was the high did he climb? Number 85 on the US charts. That's it? <laughs> yeah, well, of that year. I mean, the, no, the single made it. Well, let's find out. Here we go. that's not great. Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Uh, was not, oh, yeah, okay, let's. Because that's okay. a song I recognize. Yeah. Oh, it, the song appeared on the soundtrack to the fashion industry satire, uh, Predaporte. Do you remember uh, that song? I've actually seen it, yeah. Yeah, Robert Altman film. Yep. Uh, Here Comes the Hot Stepper remains Kamozi's only US number one hit. So he got to number one with the song. Okay, so it was just the US... 85 biggest song of that year. Yeah. Now, this is what I enjoy. The success of the single sparked an intense bidding war with several major labels hoping to sign him. Because I'm like, you know what? From here on in, yeah. it's all going to be fucking Kamozi. Here's my chips. 
Putting them all over here. I'm getting cozy on Kamozi. No, this guy is going to be the biggest fucking act in the entire fucking world. Charles, what's his name? Charles Cheese? Charles. <laughs> Chucky Cheese. Chucky Cheese. Mr. Charles Cecil, Cheese. Cecil Campbell. Cecil Campbell. Cecil Campbell. All my money's on Campbell. I'm all in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going all in here. Um, here we go. The success of the single sparked an intense bidding war with several major labels hoping to sign him. Kamozi signed... A seven-album deal with Electra Records. Seven albums in November 1994. That's more Kids, than 72 songs. If you guys want to know how much the music industry has changed in the last 20 years, any Kamozi signed a seven-album deal. Like, not even the Beatles made seven albums. I'm just saying that off the top of my head, but I think it might be true. Right, and they've just gone. You know what? You've got seven <laughs> good ones left in you, any. How um, many did he make of those seven promised albums? There's a great documentary about, uh, but uh, I don't know the name of it, so I won't even bring it up. But look, he since then he has released of the albums that he's agreed to three. <laughs> so, so still four sweet uh, albums up the right, sleeve for Kamosi. So Twenty years. So the the last one was almost twenty years ago. No, the last one he, he released an album in uh, 2009. Okay. Okay. So he's done some stuff. So he's he's due one at least now. Like the fourth one should come out soon. Right. Maybe on the twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Do something. Right. It might Which, be. By the way, I'm not you know plugging this or anything, but my birthday is August twenty eighth. If he could, and I'll be forty. So if he could do something for my fortieth on his twentieth in a Why? few weeks. You mean that is exactly the same? You you were you were born. Oh no, it was twenty years no, ago. No, his was eight. Uh, his was August eighteenth, though. Oh, his was eighteenth. Yeah, Damn. but I'm twenty eighth, so it's close. So it's this is all lining up. This right. is all lining up great for me to get presents from your listeners, and that's right. all, all that it's okay. about. Yeah. So, uh, but if he could maybe put out a song for my birthday, even if it's just like, right. like I know Fifty Cent had, "Hey, it's your birthday." If he was like. If he said oh. it in another language. Yo, Kirkman, it's your birthday. If he said I'm it gone. in French or something like, right. set un birthday or whatever, like right. vous avez vous birthday or however they say it, you know. Here comes the Jen Kirkman. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so finish this story and then we'll leave. We'll, we'll Wait, stop. can, I, can okay. you pause it? What? Oh, yeah, okay, yes. I have to pee and no, then no. I have to tell you, Dave Navarro, yeah. it's really quick and no, then no, we're done. That's all right. Well, there's no, we don't have a time limit. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you have a job to go to. Tomorrow. Yeah, I know, but I didn't, I didn't want to make what? the recorder show. I have heard what? that you are going to leave that job and then have seven years of travel. So what the fuck do you are care, you, Why right? are you being mean? I'm fucking excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about that as well. That. Just believe in yourself. I do, but then when someone else validates it, it's extra good. Right, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're back. Back on track. Yeah, so we're going to finish with a story I about... I will be your father figure. You told me to sing father figure. I did not. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. This is what people don't understand. Will gets... We've broken for three hours and yeah. Will got wasted and was like, please sing father figure in its entirety. And oh, now, you no, really don't want me to? They will believe the first half of that. <laughs> they will believe. Actually, they'll probably believe all that. No, no. Because no, that no, does no. sound like the sort of thing I would do. Get really wasted and go, when we come back... <laughs> You're no. going to sing. I'm going to look up the top <laughs> 10 songs of 1998. And you're going to sing all they of them. They know you have more respect for yourself in the podcast than to ask me to sing Father well, Figure in its they entirety. They know that's not the case. <laughs> the reason this podcast exists is because I don't have more respect for myself. 
Like seriously, I'm doing a podcast. I'm quite successful. I, sh- I shouldn't be doing this. Everyone should be. Yeah, I agree. Podcasts I know, I are awesome. That, I just said that to no, no. I'm, to, I'm to into bring it. you back down to earth so your fans don't feel like you're slipping away from them after your success in Montreal and America, you know, right. they want to know it's not going to your head. Big things are happening for me, guys. A huge things. I might not have time to record podcasts. No, no time. <laughs> okay. But at least we got this one in All because right. there's something to, to end yep. here. So here we go. Something to end too, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, this is over. <sighs> All right, so what's going on? Because it, it was his girl's birthday this week. I saw that. It was his girl's I birthday. I sent that to you, right? Yeah. He calls her chicken. <laughs> That's his nickname for chicken. I almost, I don't know if I sent this to you or not, but I figured you might be watching a lot. Well, here's the thing that sucks, and, and this is the risk we take as uh, podcasters yeah. when you let people into your intimate life, which is really not your life, but you talking intimately about other people's lives. Uh-huh. So now a bunch of your fans, which yep. I'm so grateful for, they've found me, uh-huh. but they have also found uh, Dave Navarro's Instagram called The Spread Group, uh, yeah, as yeah. we've talked about. Uh-huh. So they've gone. I joined Instagram recently at Will Aris. If you want to follow me, it's only mostly. I'm not very good at the Insta bit because of my stupid phone, but I'm good at the. Like, so I've just posted photos of me, like with Don Rickles and stuff from oh, Montreal. I'll follow you. What's it called? Will, spell at, it. At Will Aris. Will oh like W like hilarious. W I L W L A R I O U S. Okay. Yeah, Will Aris. You're gonna get a follow later. Right, and what you get to see some photos of me with uh-huh. some comedians. That's pretty much all it is so far. But okay. somebody did say to me, the only reason I bring that up is someone said, like posted on one of the photos, did you only join this so you can follow the spread group? And I was like, oh yeah, right, I should, <laughs> I should do that, you're right. Well, the spread group, so what's been happening is your fans have uh, gone to pictures on the spread group. Uh-huh. Done some investigation. And That's then what written done. in the comments, Hey, at Jen Kirkman, you're right. This is totally insane, or just uh, something like right, that. Right? Okay. Not that not that Dave yeah. Navarro's looking at his comments. Well, going, maybe it's. You know, what's he doing with these days? You know what I mean? I I know exactly what he's doing these days. He's going uh, to the Amityville house with uh, his girl. They yeah. like horror stuff. They like horror yeah. movies and stuff like that. Sure. But as you know, I have I have uh, posited she may not be authentic. Right. In her dark arts you know like he is the other thing he's doing is taking (laughs) pictures of like picasso's and all these paintings and i'm like does he own them or is he like at a museum so there's been a few photos and i still don't really understand if he has purchased these hugely expensive works of art or if he just took a picture of them somewhere he can't have a picasso shortly you've got to go to the the again (laughs) Don't comment with my name, please, but go to the spread group and look at the the, the in, immense amount of expensive art. The only thing I would enjoy more about that is if someone commented with your like, name on it and then after, underneath the rock had written, <laughs> you fucking killed it, Jen Kirkman. You've I done s- it again. I heard you on You've that podcast. Again, I love it. Then I write back, he's silent for a year. Because <laughs> that's how he rolls. That's, That's how, how we rock, rock and roll. Oh, come on. <laughs> we end right here. End right here. We both drop our mics. We drop our mics and kill podcast. ourselves like Thelma and Louise. And then we come back for the bonus part, which yeah. is starting now. Boop. Okay. So here's... <laughs> People are trying to put, turn the page on their podcast. Like, what is this? So here's a couple of things that have happened. So that's that. By the way, that yeah. moment... 
What? Like, I enjoy those moments. I did um, Paul Provence's The Green Room when I was in Montreal with TJ Miller. God damn, I love them. Oh, who, uh, God, I love so, TJ. So I've never worked with TJ before, but what I'm a, a fan of his. psycho, isn't oh, he? He's man. just a, a lunatic. So fucking funny. So this was the panel. It was a guy called uh, Hassan Minaj. I hope I've got that right. Mm-hmm. Who's Nicki a, Minaj's brother. Yeah. yeah. He just had a G-string and a big butt, and he was posing the whole time. It was weird, but it was funny. And um, Greg Proops. And then my t- idol. And TJ Miller and myself if and, and every Provenza. every man could be Greg Proops, the world oh, would be perfect. He's fantastic. Amazing. So, I heard him mention you on, on his podcast. Did oh, you really? Know that? Yep. He didn't say anything specific. Yeah. He just said that he had a little uh, a nighttime rooftop uh, intellectual conversation with the All likes right. of you and uh, some other people. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. That'll do. It's amazing. We, we may have partaked in... Some, some sort cupcakes. of some cupcakes yep. backstage. Yeah, they have they have all the cupcakes and bottled water you want uh, right. at the festival. Yeah. So um, TJ and I, mm-hmm. uh, who had never worked together before, at one stage did exactly that same thing, exactly the same joke at the same time. What and rock and roll? Well, it wasn't that something, joke, but, but like. Yeah. Provenza said something like, "You know, this is a sentence that has never been seen said before," and we both said. You know what? That is a sentence that is never... Been, or whatever, you know, whatever. It was yeah. like so that sort of joke. But we both... The moment where you say something at the same time as a, like another comedian, you're like, we're not the same comedian. Like TJ no. and I, like uh, like I love him. I think he's fantastically funny. But you're totally but different But we're totally people. different. But yeah. in that moment when we were both just like seeing a joke and going for that joke, we both like just were like, oh yeah, no, no. It's nice fun. Nice one. It's fun. Yeah. It's actually not competitive at all. And, oh, no, no, and no. Not at all. It's fun lunatics that uh, has a Robin Robin Williams-esque on the Tonight Show energy, but not in a bad way that right. like overpowers you. Like he's very oh, inclusive. It's a force of TJ, yeah, but it's like, yeah, wonderful. you're right. It's very inclusive. He, you get swept up in it. You get swept he's up. He's a Sharknado. But weirdly, when you least expect it you realize he's also swept up in your world you right. just didn't notice it was happening uh-huh. yeah that's how i feel he's a celebrator yes yeah he absolutely he's a celebrator is. of whatever the moment is he's a celebrator i'm a mama mama God. that's me doing david bowie i'm an alligator you know that song loving the a celebrator knows. by aerosmith no <laughs> <laughs> that's better than what i did i was doing i'm an alligator right how much money am I costing you on this <laughs> Most you expensive. To... I'm going to have to do a Kickstarter to put this out. No, you're going to have to do This is unlike possible. Thanks. If you're hearing this, thanks for donating to the possible that made this podcast possible. Will Anderson has left America. <laughs> right. People are like blaming me. have got like 19 Mexican <laughs> people living in my apartment. Okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> When is she leaving? So we can start. So we can come out and watch the leftovers. I've never seen that show. I I don't. It's I know. Terrible. I'm a terrible person. It's a oh, terrible good. show. Okay. No. I heard you guys talking about it. That it was like if if you're gonna do Armageddon, just do it good. You know or what? Well. It's like well, I'm, when you leave here tonight, I'm gonna watch tonight's episode because I'm still. Uh, you know I'm what? Ne- I'm never leaving then because I want you to watch it. <laughs> I'm I've, moving in. I've, I'm here's, calling my mom. Here's what I've She's learned. with a truck. About a couple She of lives things. in Massachusetts. It's going to take a while. <laughs> but she's been saving for this day. Jennifer, he's watching what? Who are you talking about? I'll drive right up. It's the worst. None, none of that's funny. Come on. No one knows your mom. That could be perfect. Uh, excuse me. 
people who listen to this listen to my podcast and I interview my mom like almost every episode. How many people listen to this listen to your podcast? I think a lot. You All my emails are from Australia, like hundreds. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but for a, a little girl from Needham, Massachusetts, who now lives in, in Hollywood, to have at least 200 Australian listeners, I'm getting a stool. Do you know that there's Punch Lane in fucking Melbourne is is carving my initials into a stool what? because I was a regular there during the festival. Uh-huh. So don't just are just they really know. Do, are they really doing that? Go to their fucking Twitter. Ask Martin, the owner, who's a friend of mine now. He's carving your initials. He said to me, "JK." He said to me, "I have a picture coming for you soon. Right. It involves your initials in one of our stools. So right. you tell me what that means." He's not saving that in case the author of the Harry Potter series, J.K. Rowling, Rowling, comes in. How dare you? Or Jason Kennedy from E! News. Jeff Kennett, the former premier of Victoria. Or (laughs) J.K. from Jamiroquai. (laughs) Wait, I'm telling you. Jackie Cation? He's a really big Jackie Cation fan. I really am a regular in Australia. Right. Some parts. Joking? Joking. Just joking. joking. Just joking. (laughs) I'm leaving. I have to leave before I tell this really important story. All right. So anyway, Navarro. Okay. So people have been unfortunately tagging my name in in spread group photos, which made me nervous. So, oh, so. By the way, can I make a point about this? There's a a person that I talked about on this podcast recently called Joe Hildebrand, who's a terrible person, Um, but he's an Australian. Like he's on Twitter. And when people would like go, hey, I loved how you like hung shit on like. I know. What? Don't. Yeah. Right. We all understand it. And yeah. by the way, I'm fine. St- I'm not trying to hide it from this person. No, I know, but it's, I've said this thing here, but it's it. here. He's I'm not, not tweeting it. him going, you're a dick. I know. It, I don't think that that's appropriate. No, I start off every pod- podcast of mine singing along to a song like uh, I've done on your show. Yes. And people will tweet. I loved how you sang along to like literally a song that cost $10 million. Yeah, please don't Michael take Jackson's it, man. at man in the Hey, Bono. Like, I lo- so, yeah, hey, yeah. Bono. I loved how Jen Kirkman sang along I'm to I'm like, you guys, it's a private joke yeah, for us. Right. Just shh. Don't tell Bono. And then I don't want you to get all like, well, you said it publicly. Yeah, I said it publicly yeah, to on a the thing podcast. no one fucking listens right. to. I didn't for say free. it on, you know, Fox News. Like it's literally like the terms and conditions of iTunes. By listening to this, you've agreed to something. Which we talked which about is last like, time. Shh. The TNCs, which no one reads. Right. Maybe they need to. We need some TNCs. My TNC is I've got some TNCs. No ats, except unless it's at you and at me. Oh, yeah. Which is Jen is brilliant and my oh, favorite. Well, okay. And everyone should be called guest is, at Jen Kirkman. Well, here's Dave the Anthony opposite. I agree out. with that. Wait, oh, what? I always encourage people <laughs> to listen to this podcast if you like any of the guests that I have on. No, I've been hit hitting them only up Australian and like, love. Tell them that you think they're great. That's why I can't believe that you don't believe I have all these listeners from Oz. No, I do. I, you do? I believe that. Oh, okay. I was just making fun. All kinds of areas. Yeah, areas I believe I've never it. heard of. Right. <laughs> Jen will be touring your place. Not post. just Bris- Brisbane. Brisbane. Melbourne. Melbourne. Sydney, of course. Sydney. Adelaide. Tasmania up in here. Uh-huh. Other places, weird places. What's the one you haven't named? What's the one capital city you haven't named? You've done well. You've named all the capital cities bar one. I don't think, well, just weird Adelaide stuff. Adelaide is like, the capital of South Australia. The outback, not the outback. No, no, it. but like you've missed one capital city. I have, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, just I know one. What it is. It's in Western Australia. It's the capital city of Perth. Western Australia. Perth. I've gotten not? Perth people too. Yeah, sure. I'm coming everywhere. Personalities. That's what celebrities in Perth are called. Local celebrities in Perth, they Shut call them up. Perth fidelities. That is not true. <laughs> That's true. By the way, I will tour every true. fucking part of Australia next yeah. year. Don't dare me to. Right. I will. Yeah. But 
do you know that, well, you don't care about this, but the palm reader said to me, uh, you'll be overseas most of next year really far. Right. Where, where else would that be? What, what, what other English-speaking country is really far away from me? It's, it's the most far away. Maybe yeah. New Zealand, but... I plan to do that too. Right. NZ up in here. Right, Gen Z. That's, <laughs> you can be like oh Jay-Z. God, Jay-Z and Beyonce like, break up, which is happening. Is it happening? Oh, it's so, on, sweetie. I only made one set of notes for today. I Wait, actually, we didn't even get to the fucking... No, we'll, we'll we're going to get there? Yeah. Don't... We can't put this off till next time. No, no, we'll get there. Oh my God, you have a... Thing. He has a folder with a push I pin put, in it. I put a pin in it. Uh, is this episode nine hours long? Whatever. People love quantity. <laughs> I don't... Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Bay split. Right. So, Jay-Z, Beyonce, concert promoter, Live Nation, HBO... No less than four lawyers have attended an emergency meeting to address the couple's rapidly imploding marriage. Well, they're touring together. It's like it's going to implode if you're divorcing and touring together. $100 million on the run tour may be cancelled before it's scheduled finale because of their marriage troubles. Yeah. Do you really think they've got marriage troubles? I do because I don't think their, their marriage was don't real. Don't you think this is like a good like publicity for the fact that they're touring together? Like the king and queen and they're in the papers every fucking day and they're on stage hugging each other and kissing each other like this photo is. And yeah. then in the daytime, there's speculation every day about the state of their marriage and their lawyers and stuff. Don't I think, think, I, think like both, I think both is going on. I think uh, for their last tour, I think this is what happened, honestly. I think they are splitting up. They happen to be on tour together. I think stuff is coming to a head. Their publicists know how to spin it. Let's be a little bit honest about how it's breaking up. And then, uh, but we encourage you guys on your own to Instagram the huggy, touchy feely photos. So it keeps people talking like we are. And uh, maybe someone who's not that interested in you guys would pay money to see a show because as you know as obama got elected on five dollar donations we make money not just on the 300 dollars tickets of the big fans right. but the 20 dollars seats of the people who Absolutely. just have a natural curiosity so everyone's using this to their advantage i don't think it's an inside job per se uh <laughs> as you know we've talked about in other situations but i do think that um they are breaking up because i read this great article that was like their whole coming together was very political very um I don't think Hillary and Bill Clinton got together politically originally, but I right. think they stayed together politically. Right. It's a house of cards thing. Yeah. And I think with them, it was like Jay-Z wanted to um, redeem his reputation as like, I was a drug guy and I'm Brooklyn and this. Right. And she wanted to be seen as more of a, he makes superstars. I mean, he did that with, with other women. So right. he did it with her and they're the power couple. They're basically the entertainments, Michelle and Barack Obama. Right. Like, they're the second first couple of America. Right. So I think uh, they helped each other. They made an empire. And even if they split up, I think people will love them equally. So they've gotten what they've needed out of it. No one loses in this when they split up. They both have a They had dynasty. a big tour together. They had a yeah. $100 million tour. I think if you liked her, then you liked him because you liked her and vice versa. Everyone's on board. And now it's just, it's in the billions and it doesn't affect them at all to break up. She does realize if they get divorced, she gets 49 and a half problems. <laughs> it's a pre-written joke. I wrote Man, that joke this you. afternoon. Thank you very much. Women are good with problems. That That's fine with her. But you know that she's been looking at apartments and stuff. Right. Well, that's what it says in the press yeah. here. Here's what I'm going to say to you. It is rumored 
mm-hmm. that Jay Z has a penis. Well, has a penis. That's yeah, not, okay. that's not the rumor. Has a penis the size of a six hundred mil Pepsi bottle. A s- well, I don't know, Do you know what, what that, that is because I don't like, drink soda. It's like this wine bottle that we have in front of us. It's like that much. Like it's a wine bottle essentially. Like apparently his penis is well a bit littler than that, but the inside of that. Imagine the inside of that wine bottle. The inside of the wine bottle. Okay, maybe this so one here. Look at this wine bottle here. Is that long or is that wide? You're <laughs> I saying? love that I'm like comparing. I'm so confused our wine right bottles. now. He's just like showing so, me wine bottles. So Wait, why is that one so much bigger than so this wine bottle? Right. Well, it's more. It's cold inside. So the, this one, uh, this is more like Jay Z's penis. This wine okay. bottle here. So apparently it's like this big. Like this wide and like about this long. This wide. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I I know you people know what a wine bottle looks like, right. but it's a red wine bottle yeah. that has kind of the width of of a white wine. It's a little like right. thinner than a regular. A regular red. red. But I'm putting my uh you know pretty ample sized hand around it, and I can't get it all the way right. around. No. There's no fucking way his dick is that big. I'm sorry. That's what they I've say. I've seen huge penises. Right, but that's have you? Oh sure. Like in what context? Like in your personal life or like on the internet or like well, what? No, I wouldn't just mention shit I saw on the internet and act like I've seen some shit, honey. Well, on the internet counts as having seen Not it. Not for me. Like. Not for women. Okay. So you no, know, I've, dealt with IRL. I've dealt with really? yeah, IRL. I've dealt with uh, HPs and IRL. And right. I've dealt with, um, gee, my hand just gets around it or like, let's take it slow. Okay. You know, the, right. you know. No, huge dicks. And uh, this is ridiculous. This yeah. is like a, a baby coming out. Right. Uh, where but, you, no, it's you more get like a, dilated. It's more like a baby going back in. No, I know. But, it's like someone trying but, to shove a baby but in. But when you have a baby, your body naturally dilates so you can right. get it out and then you rip your own yeah. fucking insides out to have it. Like, yeah. there's no way his dick's that big. Anyway, what's your point about his dick being that big? No, I'm sure it's not small. I just heard but that. But what's the point? There's no point. The point is that I, what, I just that's feel of like, course why I she's I feel like him? that's worth mentioning. No, maybe that's why they're breaking up. <laughs> oh, because he feels like he can't keep it to himself? Or she's in too much pain. Well, Which one are you both. going for? <laughs> column A, column B. Honey, you take it. I'm exhausted. Right. You know, you think I care, but I don't. You, are, you have a go, Rihanna. So, all right. So tell me That's about my weird why are we? Accent. Why are we? Um, your, black, your black scent. Why, why, are, we, why, are, we why are we here? Why are we here, Jen? Well, well, thanks for asking. It's a real simple answer. In closing, it actually is, which is I don't know. Um, in closing, so. Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro. Last time I saw you, we had talked about. We were going to become friends with Dave. Yeah. And what was interesting about that episode, if you reflect on it, as people should. As people should. We ended up. While they're reading the reading notes. (laughs) We ended up talking about the secret randomly, Uh which is all about manifesting things. Right. And your whole philosophy is leave five minutes earlier. Sure. And then mine is a little more hippy dippy, which is just like. You know, think about it. Maybe it'll come to you. But I think both of them combined right. are a great philosophy yeah. of uh, arrive five minutes earlier if you can and get out of the result if you can't. Okay. Sure. So with that being said, my whole episode last time was pushing, pushing, pushing. We got to be friends with them just for the joke, just to see if you got right. the apartment, blah, blah, blah. And that's not secrety. No. You know? And it's too much. It's too much. And yeah. people were getting on board with it and pushing me and I was overwhelmed. Right. And I decided that. You've made this into too much. I made it into too much um, and it became too much and yeah. I realized it's stupid and, and this is why I realized it was stupid because I got uh-huh. scared. Okay. So here's why I got scared. People started at mentioning me on the Instagram. Sure. Um, I had asked fans to write me handwritten letters. A few Australians did. 
one American did and uh, this American who, um, I don't know if they want their name mentioned, so I won't mention, but but they had written me that uh, some of our research was off, that the spread group is a uh, I mean, research is a... <laughs> research. It's a very generous word to be using. It's called going on some Instagram. Of our, some of our speculation. Some, some of, of our, our random speculation. opinions was off. But she said that the spread group is not, in fact some euphemism for spreading your legs it was actually his management company or something like that okay so fine but um his girlfriend uh dave navarro's girlfriend lexis amanda i think is her name yep uh she was they did meet on tinder which we didn't know until later no and that whole episode was about tinder Tinder. so the whole episode was a very spiritual thing in itself and then proving to you, Jen, just for the record, to stop pushing. No, oh. but also proving to you that look how. Imagine if you went to like a tarot reader or a palm reader, and they gave you our last episode, and then you were able to read all those messages and through lines and things that weaved in together as if they were like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" We talked about Tinder, and they met on Tinder, and we. This is wow. This I'm is like amazing. To see where you're. I met, you're actually proving my point, not yours. You're proving, you're proving that yes, a tarot card reader was like, did you do a podcast about Dave Navarro and Tinder? Okay. If I went to a palm reader and they said that, would you finally believe in something magical? No, I'd like, what? I'd be like, I guess they've listened to the podcast. Are you crazy? That's much more likely. Are you my mom thinking I'm famous in Dublin? But that is much more likely than the fact that coincidentally they've... Do you know that coincidence means coincidence, which isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that if you just say a word differently, it it isn't actually an argument? (laughs) Isn't that the easiest way to just get through things? Excuse me, do you know that fuck you means... It means fuck, fuck <laughs> as in it like... It means fuck you. And you as it in like you. It means fuck question. <laughs> it means I'm interested in what you're saying. Not being different. Anyway, right. so, okay, so so uh, I get this email that, uh, I mean, I get this handwritten letter that um she uh, used to be blonde, like maybe minutes before sure. they met on Tinder. Yeah. So maybe there's some calculation on her part to appeal to his dark side and all that kind of thing. But they're still but going strong. I've been watching them. They, they, they went to the Amity Feels Belmore like it's house. going really well. Now, here's two quick things okay. about that and then we're done. Is I, uh, oh, I sent you something. Okay, so this is the one part I forgot to tell and then we'll end on the other. I wake up one morning to an email and I, I check my email in bed on my iPhone uh, I usually have to, there's some mornings I have to be at work at 8.30. Mm-hmm. So on those days, uh, I get up at 8 because <laughs> I work one minute from where I live. Uh-huh. So in the morning, and I'll And you get have up. an elaborate early morning preparation routine. Oh, yeah. So I get up and I check the, uh, we get emails from like the network about like, sure. here's what's going on in pop culture. Here's what's on the show today. Well, here's no, not even that. No, no, oh, no it's just updates. No, it's just research department right. stuff. But okay, I know sure. the show well enough that we don't do pop culture that much anymore in Chelsea. So it, I don't have to get up early to read the shit. Sure. So I'm laying in bed. I, I you know, oh, Jay-Z did this, blah, blah. And I see this thing that says the spread group as like the subject heading. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, and go. I open it up. Two seconds, I read it. It goes, thank you and curse you for introducing your fans to Lexus Amanda 
and it's a picture of her as a blonde. Right. And then it has this like website and this like event she's going to be at. And I would just freaked out. Cause you're like, Oh my God, Lexus Amanda's. Yeah. Like her publicist right. found me and was like, well, as long as you're talking about her, fucking promoter and i was like shit we're getting too close i still feel like that you always go to it's the publicist listening why can't it be lexus amanda why can't she be listening she why can't be. she just be a big fan of podcasts but either way whatever that fucking was <laughs> everything i just said to you is what i saw yeah. that morning yes so i throw my phone down i have 10 minutes to get in the shower get ready get to work mm. blah 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 yeah. but i send you an email really quickly that's like i think i saw something i don't know what it is. no i when i got to work I didn't have it on my phone anymore because it had downloaded it on my computer. Who cares, boring. But I get to work. It's not on my phone anymore. And I email you like, okay, I saw this thing. I have to send it to you. I'm not, I'll am not. i send it to you when I get home, but I'm, I'm scared. Like, right. I need you to help me. I remember. I need you to hold this with me because yes. I can't. You're part of it. Uh -huh. This is your fault. Sure. So then I get I, home. I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And you're like, I'm, like, I'm intrigued sure. and nervous. <laughs> right. I want to know. So then I get home that night when I have more time. And I realized, oh, it's just a fan yeah. that somehow found my email address. But yeah. my email address is not like out there. So I send you an email. I'm like, just for the record. Yeah. Also, that proves that psychics aren't a real thing. Why? The thing that I just cut out was me on first guess guessing your email. It's not that hard. Right. But that's, again, with psychics. To guess anyway. Dalmatian6733 at AOL.net. Right. It's the first fucking guess you go for. Because of your love for Dalmatians <laughs> and AOL. I'm so mad about the psychic thing. I, I can't, you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? This Clint Eastwood guy is going to fucking bust down your door. I bet. But he's got the soul of a woman, so I'll, I'll just, knock I'll quietly. raise him with him. <laughs> we'll get along fine. <laughs> Where's Jen? She's traveling. You said you're okay with that. Yeah, you're All right, fine I am. That. Goodbye. Well, yeah. And he leaves. It's fine. He does a podcast with you. Old lady. <laughs> all right so this fucking you know person so i get home and i'm all excited to email it to you he's like can i stay here i i don't really have a home <laughs> i don't live anywhere still i know jen's away and her apartment is empty but i felt like it would <laughs> can i stay on your couch i'll watch the leftovers with you your, i think it's fine your energy is stronger than hers because you don't believe in me it's just how the world works i'll explain it later <laughs> if I <laughs> so okay so I, I go home ready to send you this email uh -huh. thinking it's her publicist thinking we right. have to do something about this then once I get home I'm starting to read I'm like oh it's some weird fan that yeah, just yeah. found a picture of her sure Think, and they're saying curse you because now I'm obsessed with them too right so but then I've already promised you I'm sending you something yeah so then I send it kind of meekly like oh sorry uh, I'm an idiot yeah we well, had to send it in that way of going ah Here's what happened, it yeah. turns out. I imagined a whole lot of things that are yeah, in no way indicated by this email. It's different than me imagining a, a psychic. I, I had five minutes early in the morning right. when I woke up. I quickly went through my emails. Yeah. I got scared. Yeah, and imagined your own scenario. Yeah. So it would be like if I was yourself. your roommate. I, I yeah. thought I saw a bug and I ran and said, we'll kill it. Right. And then when I got home, you went, that was a plant on the floor. Yeah. That was a piece of dirt. And yeah. I went, okay, I didn't see it. I it was, was a, out the like door. a soy thing. Yeah. You had sushi <laughs> last night. It was a tiny little soy container. <laughs> so anyway, I said it to you, but I'm like, anyway, ha, ha, ha. Okay, so that's that. Yeah. Long story short. 
I go to New York for there my... There is no way by the, this stage of this podcast, by the way, we can start anything with long story short. I swear this part is Long actually, story long. This part is yep, actually short. Here we go. My life is not as long story long. But so I go to... Uh, so after all this and everyone's emailing me, when are you and Will going to meet him? And I'm like, no, we're too busy. Like it's yeah. not really happening. We got shit going on as well. Yeah. But yeah. I'm I'm trying to explain to people like, jokingly it's not really happening so i've you know i i planned on when i saw you right. next being like let's tell hey. the people we're not hey really you know doing this guys this isn't gonna yeah right but um so i go to new york uh early july for my uh vacation i have two weeks off of work uh-huh. and i guess i can announce now i stay at the james hotel when i go to new york uh-huh. okay so my favorite hotel so when I'm in New York, I'm there. Yeah. My friend Chris that I work with, who's my writing partner, he happened to be in New York at the same time uh, for one day. He was you don't stay under your name though, right? You stay under the name Cecil Campbell, right? <laughs> I stay under... Your... No, I don't actually. I no. stay under the name Father Figure. Oh, <laughs> weird. I, that's why there's so many 19-year-old girls knocking on my door. It is... I just realized such a bad idea. That's why... Even with a do not disturb sign, they don't care. No, they're just desperate for a father figure. So my friend Chris happens to be in the city for like one day and he texts me. He's like, where are you? Let's get a drink. Okay, blah, blah. So we get a drink. We literally have like an hour because I have to go to Brooklyn. We're gossiping about everything going on in our lives. And out of the blue, he goes, he had stayed at the James three nights before. He goes, uh, you're at the James, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I was there three nights before. He goes, you know who was there? Is fucking Dave Navarro and his weird goth girlfriend. They're right. staying at the James. I go, what? Yeah. He goes, I just saw them two nights ago. Right. And uh, Chris had worked with him on something years ago. Like Dave was doing some, you know how like porn awards and comedians, that kind of world can mix. Sure. Like it was some kind of weird yeah. thing where they yeah, were I both know. part of hosting sure. something. And no one was better than the other at that event, believe you me. Uh-huh. And uh, Same job. What? It's the same job. Same job, yeah. So Chris is getting in the elevator at the James, which I don't know if you're familiar with the hotel. No. But it's a, it's, a, it's a luxury hotel that's very cool and boutique-y, but it's not overly expensive and it's very small. Uh-huh. And the elevator holds two people at a time. And if you had someone carrying your baggage into the elevator he would be the only one that could fit. Okay. So if you run in to catch the elevator, at the last minute you might be uncomfortable because you realize I'm like shoulder to shoulder with sure. people. But no one on earth who isn't insane would think, oh my God, that person ran in to be you know, in the elevator with me. There's like one elevator that comes every seven hours. So Chris you know, is in the lobby. He presses the button uh, for the elevator uh, in the lobby there's two elevators, one that, one that's like on ground level. It takes you up to the lobby, and then from there you go to your room. Okay, so Chris gets in the lower level. He's in the lobby. Now he's waiting for the elevator to go to his room, and then the elevator door is open, and it's Dave Navarro and spread group girl, Alexis Amanda, Alexis or Amanda. whatever her fucking name is. <laughs> and Chris, you know, like I don't think he's overly freaking out because he's a fucking grown man who doesn't right. give a shit about the music or whatever. Uh-huh. But I think it registers like there's two goth people in the elevator. Right. And then by the time he gets in, he's like, oh, it's, you know, Dave Navarro. Sure. And I think Dave recognizes him from this gig they did. But he's like, 
it was one of those things where you can't explain to someone else, but he said uh, they almost got out of the elevator and then were being weird. And then they were like, oh, is this the lobby? And he was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we want to get in the other elevator. And he's like, they're okay. And but I'm going up to the same floor. And they were like, oh. And then like literally like cocooned into each other into a corner like to protect themselves from him, thinking Chris was going to be like, oh my God, I'm sick. He was like, I got the weirdest feeling from him that he was staring at me like, I think I know you from something. Right. But I also, like on, on Navarro's part, he was like, either I know you and that's the energy I'm getting or the energy I'm getting is you know me and you love me and you're going to bother me. So he's like, they were total dicks and they ended up getting off the fucking elevator. And he just had to ride up himself. And he's like, okay, like, you made your own fucking bed. Like, that's a five-minute wait for the next elevator. I mean, he's like, I had no interest in talking about And just about for the record, they're called the fucking spread group. <laughs> like, don't cocoon yourself. You're not the fucking cocoon no, group. You're not, you're the, not the small ball the in the corner. You're not the group. Like, yeah, we have to wear each other's clothes group. Which they do. But can you imagine me? Yeah. I'm on I'm on vacation too, in New yeah. York. I'm not thinking right. about faux fop, toe fop or anything or what promises You're we not? made about no. I'm not thinking about the promises we made to the fans about right. getting to meet him. I'm just having a drink for an hour with right. my friend. We have everything in the world to talk about. And he says that yeah. to me and I go, Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, what? Two days ago, yeah. Dave Navarro was at the James. Right. I'm at the James tonight. It, this could happen today. He could be Suddenly, still there. This is like gonna happen. He it's goes, on. He goes, I'm sure he's still there. Yeah. I'm checking the Instagram like crazy. They're in New York City. I'm like, right. he's here. He's here. So I go back. So that night I have a crazy night and yeah. I maybe go back to the hotel three in the morning and I'm stumbling into the lobby a gorgeous outfit though right. and uh, I come in and the guy at the front desk goes psst, psst, come here come here and I go what and he goes I'm not supposed to talk to celebrities and I go oh, but I'm immediately thinking he's gonna say but I talked but to I just talked tonight to yeah. and I go oh you're not what did you see he goes yeah. No, I want to ask you about Chelsea lately. I go, uh, oh, I'm like, not a I'm celebrity. Not, this is disappointing. I'm a fucking comic. I know. Right. And he goes, no, but what's Chelsea lately doing after the thing? I go, oh, no, 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 no. So he asked me some questions about <laughs> what's happening with the show. Also, just for the record, yeah. I love the idea that they're told we're not allowed to talk to celebrities, but there should be a cutoff. Like, and I mean this for both of us. Oh, sure. Like, it should be a thing of like, they got to be like a really like, decent like celebrity. Like Tim Robbins, Bill Clinton. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, that girl. I love that they're, they're examples. Yeah. Tim Robbins, Bill Clinton. I'm thinking of New Yorkery people. Any Kamozi. Any Kamozi. <laughs> I saw this Ace of Base. Jen Kirkman. She's on Basic Cable 20 minutes a month, not in order. She goes out with that old transsexual. It doesn't person. live anywhere. But <laughs> have you seen this soul? It's like a woman. Anyway, so I go, oh, well, okay. I go, well, anyway, I told you, you know, all the details, which is uh -huh. not much. Uh, let me ask you something. Okay. I've heard that Dave Navarro is staying at this hotel and he freezes up uh -huh. like terrified. Oh, and they go, is he still here? And he goes like literally nodding like someone's recording us. Uh -huh. Like if I were to give you a signal right now, like of something like, don't say that. And right. uh, he's nodding. Like you did before with your email address. Yeah. <laughs> 
pretty much. Um, he's like basically like nodding, like no, uh-huh. no. And I go, no, no, no. I need to know. Like my friend told me he's here. I'm not gonna bother him. Right. But if you could tell me what floor he's on, I need to know. Right. Uh, just like I basically told him the entire history of Chelsea lately that he's not supposed to know and that he wasn't supposed to ask. And he was just basically like, Dave Navarro is in this hotel right now, but I cannot tell you what floor or anything or when he checks out or whatever. And I was like, really? And he was like, pretty much. And I was like, okay. And that was it. Did you, you should have threatened to get him sacked for talking <laughs> to you. You should have said, I will write a letter to your manager as a celebrity. A handwritten celebrity letter. But I know, and then I'll, but first I'll mail it to my manager <laughs> yeah. in LA. But that's how fucking close I got. Wow. But this is what. So why are we stopping then? This is why we're stopping. Because okay. we're going to listen to the universe instead of force it on the universe. Uh-huh. What we're listening no to means is no. this. Is no means no. What we're listening to is this. Is my friend Chris, who's a dear, dear friend of mine who I love a lot. He, uh, he and I hang out at work. And we don't really hang out outside of that. For him to call me when he's in New York to have a drink is very rare. That meant that uh, it was just a special night that he wasn't chasing tail. Sure. (laughs) Okay. So we bond as friends. This random thing happens. And I tell him, oh my God, the podcast. I try to explain to him this whole thing. Sure. Uh, It was a random thing that the hotel clerk even recognized me. I never get recognized anywhere and I thought, that's enough. Yeah. I got close enough. Right. And what I learned from what people were telling you me. You don't want to be like Icarus and sail too close to the sun. Not too, yes. And what I what I learned about it was, Chris was saying, Dave was a dick just because someone else was in the fucking elevator with him. And the clerk was kind of like, you don't want to fucking know. And I'm like, you know what? These are my signs. We got it. We got the information. They met on Tinder. Right. We found out what we needed. She's to know. 24. Yeah. That'll do. We get it. Her He's name's an Amanda, old Alexis, Alexis, Amanda. And and the person that emailed me was on her publicist. Right. We don't need to find out if he sold the apartment for her. It doesn't matter anymore. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. He probably... I mean, if I'm staying in the same hotel as him, he maybe can't afford the apartment anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. And we know Justin Thoreau is Louis Thoreau's cousin. We've worked that out. Yeah. And Louis loves you. You love him. Yeah. Dave loves Louis. Justin, That'll I do. have many stories about. He he's, likes, he's, in, he's in The Leftovers. Oh, he is? That I'm going to watch with your homeless He friends. likes to moisturize. I've been in his private bathroom. I'll tell you that another really? time. Yep, that's not for now. Is that tattoo on his back, his actual tattoo, or is it just for the TV he show? He literally has more than 40 products in his bathroom, but that's for you and me okay, to talk that's about Okay, that's for later. me. We can, yeah. So uh, we figured it out. Uh, Justin is uh, shallow. Louie is the real deal. Yeah. He likes you. You like, you like him. That's it. We don't need any of their connections. Right. There's nothing to say to Dave Navarro. His girlfriend is a goth. We got it. We're, we done. It. We're done. So we had this goal for 2014 Christmas. It's over. It's already over. But you know what? Here's to seven months of adventure. No, seven years of adventure right. starting now. Right. So what I'm more focused on. Like, you know, the way that you, you just. You, me. By the way. The, the way and that my just, homeless boyfriend. Yeah, named, named say, the way you described the sign you got from Chris and being in that hotel. Mm-hmm. It does explain a lot more of why you believe in <laughs> reading palms. and. What? Because sometimes truth happens and you read the signs. I enjoy the way that you link the universe together. Wait, so you think there's still hope here? Oh, I don't I mean, I don't really care one way or the other. But. What? How? You can't. 
just what? say that to Why a not? nation of people that are obsessed with this story? All right, we're done. The <laughs> end. Oh, no, sorry. Hang on. Wait a minute. The gend. <laughs> That's a, a great show for you. It this is, is but, the gend. But wait a minute, wait a minute. People are going to be very... Gend of tomorrow. Gend of days. But listen gend- to me. <laughs> but listen to me. Gentrification. Listen to me. Just listen to me. <laughs> Gentle Ben. <laughs> People are going to be upset with you for being like, whatever, either way. Like, they're either going to be like, yes, he's into ending this. Or, oh, no, I'm so sad. But you're like, and then you relate it to some palm reader that means something to me. The fans are turning on you right now. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm JTing you. Justin Timberlake? I'm just, I'm Jen's. What are you, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense what I'm doing. But I feel like, uh. You kind of missed out on your opportunity to do some fanfare about my ending this early. Oh, no, no. I like that. I liked your ending. I was into it. Okay. So the fans need to know that you're not just like, yeah, no fuck. Firstly, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't call them fans. Oh, I do. They're people. They're just people who enjoy the podcast. Tea baggers. That's <laughs> what we call them. I, have I said fans like 10 times? Yeah. And I never say fans. Yeah, I put it in quotes too when I talk yeah, about but myself. Not, not today you didn't. There was not a Full quote. Full of myself today. Yeah. Anyway, let's finish. All right, up. goodbye. We're done. Uh, <laughs> you have to watch the leftovers, and I have to tell. Get, pe- I have to get you a new phone. Tell people um, where they can tweet you to tell you how much they enjoyed you on the podcast. They cannot nothing talk creepy. about nothing, nothing, nothing creepy, and nothing about don't don't say you'd hit that. Don't just don't be creepy, but just tell Jen you like her at Jen Kirkman, J E N K R K. Right, and go to my website, JenKirkman.com. Right. Okay. All, Buffalo, New York. This is way oh, further on. now. When are you doing Buffalo? December. But in case I don't see you before then. You'll see Dece- me. Oh, you're going to see me before then, I don't know. Right? You're going to Afghanistan. Oh, we're both on the road. But, you know, that's okay. We're, I'm not going to Afghanistan. I might move to New York for a few months. So don't don't do that just because of a card reader. Are you going to do that? Don't just do it because no, no, of no, that. No, 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 no. I was going to. No, no. I've been planning that since. That's why I went back in July to okay. scope out shit. Like for how long will you move there? Uh, I want to go for six weeks in the dead of winter to see if I really mean it that I miss it because I'm I'm really hating LA uh-huh. and I want to move back. All right. Yeah, so it's a that's a whole other thing. All but right. anyway, yeah. So uh, just go to jenkerman.com. Come see me in Sweden. I'll be alone on my 40th birthday. If anyone in Stockholm, I'm going to Stockholm by myself. Right. If anyone wants to come buy me a drink, that's that's not a creep. If you are a creep, if you're very handsome. How long are you in Stockholm for? Well, I'm in Sweden for a week, so I'm in Lund for a few right. days. Then Stockholm, uh, not doing shows, but wandering, looking for people to buy me drinks yeah. on my birthday. Literally, I have two friends oh, really? who are going to come. In Stockholm? No, I have two friends who are going to come and yeah. they bailed. So I am flying to Stockholm by myself on my 40th right. for two days with nothing to do. Right. Well, firstly, uh, you might that's where you might meet your man. I yeah. think it right? might be, but don't fuck with me on he that. You might be Stockholmless. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate. Come on, I do. I, I here's the thing. So angry right now. You won't like him at first, but after a while, you'll really like him. You'll have Stockholm syndrome. That's all I have. That's my two Stockholm. Never coming on this again. This is my last episode. Don't be like that. No, no, not friends anymore. What? Then, then I go to Copenhagen (laughs) on the thirty first of August for fun, coping. Coping, (laughs) coping with the fortieth, and then I am living in New York for two and a half weeks after that. Oh, okay, for fun. Well, there you go. So anyway, anyone, anyone (laughs) want to come see me hanging out? 
Come on. Yeah, where can people catch that? <laughs> what will you be doing? You would post those specific times on Twitter, right? If there's a handsome man in yeah. Stockholm who wants to buy me a drink on my birthday. Tinder. I'm not even... Get on Tinder when you're in Stockholm. For your birthday. I mean, I kind of like, want to. Put on to. Tinder and just put, it's my birthday. But don't rate me or anything. What? Like, that's what I want to put on my profile. Don't rate me or anything. I mean, can't we just assume that that's the starting point for everything? No! I mean, I understand that it, women can't assume women. that. Yeah. But Maybe in Stockholm, yeah, they Yeah, they're good people there. How about... Yeah. How, <laughs> I'm going to get on Tinder in Stockholm. We'll figure right. it out. Yeah. All right. Good night, right. teabaggers. Oh, what do you do? I'm I, Will. I wanna... I'll be at the... Wait, let me guess what you're doing. Okay. I'm going to be in Edinburgh next yep. week. And then I'm going to be at Between the 8th and the 18th. On I'm doing September 1st. And fan fiction then I'm on the going night. off to um, Australia for three more months. But I'm moving back to LA. And then I'm doing Prompter and Setlist. I'm doing Prompter and Setlist in Edinburgh. You can catch my <laughs> first uh, set list on Saturday night, the 9th. And my first Prompter on the 10th. I'm doing a bunch of those. I'm doing four Prompters and four Set Lists. I was kidding. I'm doing a bunch of late night shows in Edinburgh as well. Go and check out all the people who've been guest Charlies who are doing shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Uh, yeah, I know. We've talked for a long time. So um, check out everybody. Uh, after that, I've got a bunch of gigs. Uh, I'm in Denver. I'm in, in Chicago. I'm in uh, Dallas. I'm in... Anyway, there's, there's other places. Oh, my Perth, Kalgoorlie and Darwin shows are on sale. So if you're in Perth, Kalgoorlie or Darwin and you want to come and see Will Arias, those shows are now on sale. The links are on the Facebook and the Twitter and all that sort of stuff. If you like the show, rate it on iTunes. It might not be a bug, Jen. It might be a soy container that you left there last night. No, more wine. That's a good idea. Uh, all right. See you guys. <laughs> Wait, when are you in Dallas? I... No, 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 no. This is off what? mic. Oh, this is off mic? Okay. okay. When the, are you in Dallas? The end. Hang on. Good well, night. let me turn it off first. <laughs> G'day, teabaggers. It's Will here. Oh, sounding a bit croaky. <clears throat> Dark and sexy. I'm going to keep it real. This is going to be like a Marin opening. Hello, teabaggers. Hello, WT baggers. <laughs> I'll get angry and talk about cats. I could do that, but I'm not going to do that. There's a little intro to this one, though. This is a uh, an epic faux fop uh, with the wonderful Jen Kirkman. We recorded the first part of this a few, probably a month ago, maybe even more. You'll be able to tell by the plugs at the end. Uh, then we recorded a little preview. I, I wasn't sure whether it should go at the start or at the end, but I put it at the start, which kind of tells the end of the story. And I haven't really put the description of what we talk about, but look, it's an update on our favourite uh, relationship. It's a, a little ditty about Dave and Amanda. Um, I actually even have another update to the story. Uh, when I was in Cleveland, and by the way, thank you to everyone uh, who came out in Cleveland, seven amazing shows. Uh, huge crowds, yeah, great fun. Thank you to all the other comics who took me out to open mics and stuff. I will uh, talk about that on future episodes. And 
I would talk about going to see Method Man and Red Man and uh, being inside a giant bong and seeing a five-year-old rap and how Ebola was in uh, Ebola was in uh, Cleveland the same week I was there. And then I'm going to Dallas where it already is. I'm on my Ebola tour. And how I sneezed on the plane and everybody was looking at me like I had Ebola and that's not even one of the symptoms. And I was like, I was bleeding out of my nose. Anyway, there's lots of good stories from Cleveland, but I'll tell them another time. Uh, this Jen Kirkman episode is a real special one. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as uh, I... It's, it's, look, it's epic and it's crazy. Um, if you like it, hit up Jen at Jen Kirkman on Twitter and tell much, um, how much you enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, when I was in Cleveland, I went on a radio show, uh, did two hours on their show and it was kind of a Howard Stern-style show. And uh, one of the things they had was the uh, hottie hookup. And the girl on there came on in the hottie hookup and told a story about Dave Navarro that will add to the wonderful world of things that Jen Kirkman and I have manifested on our podcast that is now like the secret. Every time we talk about someone, they have a revival. Uh, Innie Kamosi is now following Jen on Twitter. Anyway, it's fucking crazy. I don't believe in that sort of shit, but it's starting to get weird. Uh, the circle is getting smaller. Um, okay, I'm going to give you some plugs and then I'm going to say something about walking the room because I want to say that and then I'll get you into today's uh, podcast episode. But uh, I have a bunch of gigs uh, tonight. I'm at the uh, Best Fish Taco gig, but it's probably too late. People aren't going to hear about this. Uh, so then this week I am in uh, Chicago and Rosemont at Zany's. So if you're in that part of the world, come out and see me. That'd be cool. Uh, the week after, I'm doing some gigs in LA, so check those out. I'll tweet about those in November. Uh, I'm at the Meltdown in LA, and that's an amazing gig, the Meltdown gig. So the 5th of November, I'm there. Uh, I'm at the 8th of November, I'm doing uh, David Huntsberger, former guest Charlie David Huntsberger's show at the Improv. I'm at Hot Tub on the 10th. I'm in Oklahoma on the 12th of November. Hyenas in Dallas from the 13th to the 15th. Um, Darwin on the 19th of November doing Illuminati, doing Illuminati in Perth the 21st and the 22nd. Uh, we are adding a third Perth show this weekend. So uh, that's amazing. That's the biggest amount of shows we've ever done in Perth. So thank you so much for all the amazing support. And yeah, new tickets on sale this week with Justin Hamilton, Kalgoorlie on the 23rd. Uh, on the 27th uh, through to the 30th, I think, I will be in Melbourne uh, at the Comics Lounge with Justin Hamilton, Limo, uh, Michael Chamberlain's doing One Night Chambo. Uh, so all guest Charlies, previous guest Charlies, and I'll be doing my Illuminati show again in Melbourne, getting that ready for, uh, of course, when I do it on January 19 at the Sydney Opera House. Um, I'm not really meant to tell you this yet, but in a couple of weeks we're going to add a second show at the Sydney Opera House, which is very exciting. It's sold very well. Uh, please don't tell people or they won't buy tickets to the first show and we still have some to sell. But I'm going to tell you guys because I love you guys and so maybe you want to set up the front. So there you go. Uh, in December I will be uh, doing, what have I got? On December the 1st I'll be at the Steve Allen Theatre with Dave Anthony doing a bunch of new material. Uh, on Tuesday the 2nd of December I'll be at Nerd Melt doing 25 minutes of material. Uh, I'll be at Helium in Philadelphia from the 3rd through the 6th. I'll be at Comedy Works in Denver the 10th through the 13th. In Sydney, I'll be doing a run of my fully improvised shows and filming those for the DVD uh, through 18, uh, the 16th through the 20th of December. And then, uh, yes, of course, uh, January 19th, the big one, uh, Sydney Opera House. So, Illuminati, please come and see that. All right. <clears throat> the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm not going to ramble because my voice is hurting and... Uh, 
you know, you need to get into this late marathon episode regardless. But uh, the last thing I just wanted to say a brief word about uh, some of you will have heard by now that Walking the Room, uh, my favourite podcast, uh, walking the room but what they learnt in like in walking that room is they learnt that there was this whole bunch of really fucking cool people that were left when you got rid of all the dickheads and there was this amazing community there um tofop uh live at the la podcast festival is one of the most fun experiences of my life one hour and 40 minutes of madness that you will get to hear on the podcast thank you to everyone who supported the live stream we were one of the biggest podcast and I'll have more information about that when it's all official but the support you guys gave her that was brilliant compared Charlie and I could never imagine that three years ago we would be standing on stage at LA headlining a podcast festival up against Mark Maron and have a full room of people and have been able to do that show and we would not have been able to do any of that without walking the room the reason that we have an audience in America is because of walking the room Uh, Greg and Dave have been so generous to both Charlie and I um, Charlie was on the final episode of Walking the Room and I kind of feel like that was actually in some ways symbolic because Walking the Room has been, has meant so much to Tofop, the supporter, Greg and Dave. Like I've taken this big risk and adventure in my life to come over here and start again and it would have been so much harder and so much more difficult without those guys. The doors they've opened for us, um, the friendship they've shown, uh, it's, it's been absolutely invaluable. Um, I respect them both as human beings, but also as, as you know, as people who made one of the best shows that was going around, and a show that will always exist. And there was a show of a time and a place. And both of them are like a phoenix who have risen from that ashes. You know, neither of them are walking rooms. They're both out there, like you know, doing. They've found what they want to do, and they're throwing themselves into what they want to do. And you know, I don't know. Like, it's not my place to talk about. Yeah, what's going on between them at the moment when things end, things can always be, you know, messy and complicated for a bunch of different reasons. But, you know, I've I've spoken to them both and, you know, they're both happy and they're both content and I think they're both, you know, fine and it's not my place to talk about it in any way. But my point is the four of us stood on stage one night and I remember backstage at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival before we did Superpod and the guys asked me what are we going to do in this show and I just said I don't know cool things for cool people and that has become you know the unofficial motto of this podcast of everything that podcasting is about to me has come from that motto you know the fact that the LA Podcast Festival I was there wearing a t-shirt that said cool things for cool people that came out of Superpod we got to walk on stage with a couple of friends like from another country and share an audience and share a moment and make something magical together and you don't get to do that very often in your life let alone repeat it and do it at different times and they will both be on this podcast as guest charlies and you know i hope that at some stage you know in the future we'll get to do superpod too because you know that's something that can exist regardless of whatever else is going on so um, you know, like some big reunion tour, like, you know, like those bands that hate each other, like the Pixies, you know, we'll come back for the right amount of cash. You know, when podcasting starts at Coachella, we'll put that shit back together. It's actually a very smart move, very savvy business plan. 
Uh, so I just want to say thank you to those guys and thank you to everybody listening to those podcasts. And if you've never heard Walk in the Room, do yourself a favour and go back and uh, revisit the many highlights um, of, of that time of Walking the Room. Uh, okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, with Jen Kirkman. And uh, there's heaps of fun ones to come. We've got another one with Charlie, the one where I go delirious and have to have a shower. And then we'll put out the uh, the big live one before the end of the month. And uh, I've got a Roisin Connery and um, Guy Branham and a couple of really fun people up my sleeves. So uh, plenty of good ones to come as well. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes, if, even if you don't listen in iTunes, because it helps our rankings. And uh, uh, All right, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>